Nice to meet you. Such a pleasure, big fan, huge fan. So nice to meet you. No secrets, love it. Nate, nice to meet you. We need to talk about something really quick, bro. You're literally okay. leaving for college yeah, today, I am, bro. I am. Nobody Liberty that University. The pod knows this. He's getting in this car and immediately getting driven to college. to college. They're sedating him yeah, and taking bro out. Yeah, we got a whole whip in here. That's crazy. Hopefully, yeah. We Bree's whip is actually. <laughs> what is this? In the here. mall? If we could get some the vlog camera to pay into that. All we need is a screen fixing kiosk in here. But um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So because it feels okay. like we had the mall. But enough about me. Enough How about you. We have an amazing guest. Just through the doors. Oh yeah. Have a seat. Oh, dude, wrapped. <laughs> That's crazy That's around the coffee, bro. <laughs> that is party in the front, nuts, bro. Wait, business in the front. No free promo on this podcast, baby. Heck, no. Nah. That's right, bro. Yeah, Oh my gosh, dude. These labels smell like Gap. What? You ever? You know what the Gap store smells like? Those coffees? Twinning. We're getting a flick? A flick in the middle Twin of the pod boys is hopping crazy. off the jet skis. Wait, is this already going? Yeah, oh, we're yeah, live, bro. Live. <laughs> we're, we're already rolling. I definitely just walked on like, that's awesome. No, we're bro, we're live. It's so chill. Look at that. Well, welcome to another episode of the Youth Nation podcast. Wow. We have the one and only Charles Metcalf. Oh, yeah. Bro. Oh, man. Thank you so much for coming to hang, Absolutely, bro. Absolutely, of course. How's the time be been here. so far? We've been kicking it a little bit. It's been awesome. It's been Pickle super Pickleball last night. Pickleball. Um, hey, listen. You're sorry, a liar. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, my, Whoa, bro. Uh, this is why we brought you here. It's my an intervention. Hustle, my hustle worked, so that was great. No. I legit, you can ask my wife, I legit only played pickleball like three times. I'm not joking. But do you play tennis? Um, I did like a tennis camp in like sixth grade. But That's why. Like, you think but, you could beat me in a pickleball 1v1? <laughs> I have, no I have no idea. <laughs> I feel like I, I feel like I would win. That, that's just that's just me. That's right, okay. right, right. No, he hustled yeah. us for sure. <laughs> he was nasty, bro. One time, dude, he literally no, a couple times, bro. He hit like a he hit a short shot on me, dude. And I like, oh, bro, the backspin. I literally went to go get it, and it bounced away from me, bro. I was that's like, what just that's mad disrespectful, happened, dude. That is a grown man to another and grown man. He was playing like, in. He was playing in a button down, bro, and just rocked in in the hotel slippers, bro. Oh I was God. like, dude, you're a savage. Why is it so embarrassing to like trip as an adult? <laughs> oh like, yeah. Like once you turn, like once you above 21, if you yeah. trip, I'm like, bro, it's what? Like, oh God, what? Like, Please get a job you with benefits. <laughs> like, <laughs> why are you over here like, like, stumbling down at the road? You're like, God, what the? It's like that's <laughs> how you give like, a girl the edge. Don't that's right. <laughs> just keep walking. <laughs> that's amazing, bro. Well, before we before we get into it, we gotta talk about the fashion, bro. Oh gosh. Yeah. Okay. We got the Lanvins on today. Dude, They're absolutely nuts. nuts. Yeah, thank you. It's probably the best fit anyone's ever come on the pod. Best guest <laughs> fit. 100%. percent not bro. trying to like glaze or anything. <laughs> no glazing. <bro. laughs> That's so crazy. Um, thank you. So before we start, we'd like yeah. to play like a little game. Today, yeah. we're okay. switching it up. Um, and we are going to play, because you love fashion. Yes. Okay. Basically, we're going to give you three designers. Okay. And you're gonna have to throw one's work away. <laughs> okay. You're gonna have to wear one for the rest of your life. Oh, great! Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you're gonna have to work with one. Oh, okay. Like collab with yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's a good. All right. So wow, that's like a great good game. game right? Good game. Usually, I feel like 
this is good because y'all are like all dope. Like usually people, Abby will tell you, like people are so, <laughs> yes, um, <laughs> people are so confused by what I wear that it just feels like right. you don't understand anything that's going on. So yeah, anyways, bros, are those DCs, dude? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Rob Dyrdek would be so oh proud. I used to love Fantasy seen? Factory. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, dude, that's the kind of question dreams. it would be like, so do you like skateboard? Right. Um, that's crazy. All right. So. All right, let's do it. The first three designers. Yeah. It's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's tough. Demna. Okay. Virgil. Yeah. Pharrell. Oh, Lord. That's oh, crazy. Yeah. Dude, Pharrell, you spelled like, Pharrell like work that has to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demna's Dude, gone. Calm down, bro. It was, I was writing over. these questions at 1 a.m. last night. Yeah, Demna's gone. He's answering right now. You just said Demna's gone. Easy. Demna's gone? No question? Easy. Yeah, I'm so sorry. What? What just dropped? I don't even. He's got 10 kids falling out of his pockets. That's crazy. He heard what was happening. That's crazy. No, yeah, Demna's gone. And I loved I love Demna. I think he's amazing. I think that. That, um, yeah, just if it's virtual and for real, that's a completely different thing. Got I think I'm I'm uh, I'm wearing Virgil and I'm working with for real. Wow, wow. interesting. Yeah, yeah for sure. Dang. But you do me? Are you? I mean, you doing fashion for all? You then doing a song? Yeah, one, I will do it all. Both. We'll write a song. We'll do, you the can whole, do it all. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I've already got like a like a couple shows planned in my head. I feel like if Pharrell did the music to one of the shows, it'd be super awesome. That'd bro, be, yeah, we need that. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. That. No, that one that one was easier just because. Yeah, Virgil is like, um, yeah, he's like Superman. He's like Michael Jordan. So that nice. the opportunity to work with him would be like a dream come true. I literally, this is a crazy story. So I um, I got invited to be a part of this thing that Virgil was doing, and I was supposed to be on a panel with Virgil, and he passed away the day before I met him. What? Whoa. Yeah. Oh, at Vu. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Vu. Uh, I was supposed to do our, our yeah, yeah, our Basil. Basil. I was supposed to do something with him. That's um, insane. And it was gonna be me, Rich. Uh, we're gonna. He was gonna be there. We we're gonna talk about blah, blah blah. Do this thing, and uh, and literally the day he passed away, the day before I got there, I was supposed to meet him. So it was a super. It was a super crazy thing. So Jeez, yeah, that is nuts. It was wild. Were you there for like the service they did? I didn't know. I wasn't there for the service. Okay. We did our Basil and stuff, and got to go to like a bunch of the like he had put an installation right next to where they were and all yes. that. And stuff. That so was also it was super crazy. It was like a statue. super. Um, it was super. Which it, y'all, yeah, y'all know that. But like, it was. Um, it was like super, like heavy and like spiritual. For like when he passed away, I felt like, oh my gosh, like it was just. It was super wild. So, anyways, yeah, Virgil's Dang, super crazy. What a legend, Superman. Yeah. All right, next three. Mm-hmm. We got Rick Owen. Okay. Raf Simmons. Yeah. Alexander McQueen. Um, I'm probably, I would, uh, I, Alexander McQueen is gone. I just don't, I don't, there's nothing that like, and that's just personal. Like I think yeah. you, there's dope stuff for sure, but that's, that's gone. And then I think I'm, I would actually probably wear Raph and work with Rick Owens. Ooh. I think, uh, yeah. Rick has like a bunch of dope, his like, his footwear stuff is like the most, I feel like accessible Clothes yeah. just get kind of wild, like, yeah. oh, for and sure. so it's like I feel like it's more couture than regular yeah, yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just like you gotta be on some real crazy time. Yeah, yeah like <laughs> well, look no. at these shorts, bro. Look how long <laughs> yeah. the short. Like, no, like the, that's yeah. like his one of his like most like accessible yeah. things to wear. Like in the sense yeah, of like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. you can actually yeah. wear it and not like You're making like bird suits. Yeah, stuff, like, <laughs> exactly. Like you yeah. show up to work looking like a crow, and it's like what is happening, man? With six inch glass heels, yeah, shoulder pads. But I would love to like find like yeah, that would be super dope to. To work with yeah. that, so and yeah, then, you said wear Raph. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Raph, I feel like is 
is um is is middle ground enough that you could find yeah. like some super dope stuff. Hundred percent. But it's like all. Oh. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a great question. Well, Dang, that's great. Yeah. Well, before we get into where you're from and everything, <laughs> yeah. we gotta we gotta talk about this new kick. Cycling, hey, bro. Yes. Yeah. Break that down. Break, that, Break down. that down for us, man. For, still, the, for the audience, for the youth watching, man. For the youth yeah. watching. Cycling. No. Where did it where did yeah. it come from? So I um so I so backstory, which I haven't told anybody this um since being here. So I actually grew up racing BMX. So um what? I yes, it was very what random. Did you not do that. I, I, I was racing BMX growing up. I did it from I did it for like three years. Um, I, uh, I was pretty, pretty good at it and enjoyed it. And so I did that growing up and then I stopped when my little brother was born. So I was literally like nine or 10. So I haven't done it like forever. So anyways, but then fast forward, literally my friend told me, he was like, yo, have you seen this documentary on Netflix? And it's, uh, it's called like, uh, Tour de France Unchained. It's about the Tour de France from last year. Yeah. And so I watched it and literally I watched it like one day with my wife and I was like, Y'all have to it. This is the dopest thing ever. Like, I'm like, I was just so, like, gassed. It was just so cool. And so literally, like, the next day I was on Facebook Marketplace, bought a bike. And then literally it was, like, a week later I go into a bike shop. And I walk in, and this guy's there. And his name's Buster Brown. It's like his Buster Brown. Yes. Shout out to Buster if you ever see this. Buster (laughs) Brown. Um, And I walk in, and I have this bike I bought on Facebook Marketplace. And it's a time trial bike, which all that means is it's built super different. It looks super dope is why I bought it. It's like super Mm -hmm. aerodynamic. I had no idea it was a time trial bike. So I walk in with this bike, and I'm like, yo, I got this bike, but I want to get a new one, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, that's a TT bike. Do you do, like, time trial stuff? And I I had no idea what he's talking about. I'm like, oh, yeah, man. Like, totally. Like, Like, I'm just like. Yeah, man. I, you know, I just want to get a new one. You know, I'm trying to act like I had no idea what he was saying. So I talked to Buster, whole thing. That was like on a Friday. On Sunday, I'm preaching mm-hmm. and I tell a story about him, like in my sermon. And I'm telling the story. Long story short, someone knew Buster in the audience. They send him the sermon. I get a text on Monday. It's like, yo, this is Buster Brown. And I'm like, what the? How'd you get my phone number? That's <laughs> sketch. So, That's crazy. Yeah, I was like, what? In, are you like going through? I don't know what happened. I still don't. I need to ask him how I got my phone number. But he, um, he's like, yo, I love the message. It like really impacted me, which was super cool. And then after that, in the sermon, I made a joke about like, I'm going to do this. And there's this race coming up. Um, and he's like, if you want to do, if you want to be a part of this, like, we're going to have to train. And I was like, oh, okay. He was like, meet me at the shop at 5.30. And I was like, oh. What? It was like on some Rocky Balboa type I was stuff. literally, it so, like Rocky. <laughs> literally. So we've been, that was like back in June, like mid to end June. So we've been training like four days a week. And I have a 100-mile race on Saturday. That's crazy. So, Bro. Yeah, where are you going? I, like, how just, do you do 100 miles? Where do you go where for do you 100 go? miles? Like 50 back? <laughs> like 50 no, back, 50 literally. Back? It's like 50 out in the middle of nowhere and 50 back to where we live. So, Jeez, yeah, the distance is like, it was like that you can't ride that but like it would be like riding from tulsa to oklahoma city so it's like uh um yeah it's long and the thing i'm trying to do it in like a certain amount of time so you got to keep like a 20 to 23 mile power pace um and there are just some dogs that be right like that and it's all old white dudes like it's not like there's nobody else my (laughs) age it's a bunch of buster browns who are just (laughs) they've been doing it for like 40 years literally and i'm just like on the back of their wheel like (laughs) jesus be with me so yeah bro but anyways i love it it's great um so yeah Yeah. You got to, you brought, you literally brought your I, bike to Charlotte. I did bring my There's bike. Did you no train way. this morning? I did not. I need but he's going to go sleep. today. He's going to go. I'm going, after this, I'll probably go ride. You but heard that, Buster. I did. I brought my bike. I literally pulled up to a friend's house and I like got it. Buster, he's coming for like, you. I have, <laughs> exactly. He's watching. He, he busted the, the students. Students. Yes, the mask. Oh, Get off the hey, podcast. Boy. Get off the podcast. 
Yeah. Go, yeah. go start training. What I tell you about this trip? Right. No, he literally did say though, didn't he? He's like, any way you can like push oh, this trip we back. Were riding on Thursday, and I was like, oh hey man, like you know I'm gonna go to ten out of town on Tuesday, Wednesday. So I don't know if we need to adjust our days. Blah blah blah. And he was like, what? He was like, can you not push that back? Like this is you in the chest. Yeah. This is what's important. You're like, is he intense? I'm, I'm making him intense. No, he, yeah, no, he is. Time. He's like super kind. But then he gets on that bike and he's like, be quiet, let's uh, go. Like oh, it's yeah. a very like it's super awesome. But no, literally he was like, well you just gotta take your bike. He's like, you're gonna have to take your bike. You're gonna have to do intervals on Tuesday. You gotta ride on Wednesday. And I don't know what time you leave on Thursday, but you're gonna have to do something. And I was like, okay. Oh my god. He's taking off Busters bi- yeah, biking exactly. next to him. Right. Oh, yeah. It's, it's Bro, anybody who camera. anybody who finds your phone number and tells yeah, you yeah, meet yeah. me at the shop at 5.30 a.m. No, he's about this life. This yeah, he's about that for life for sure, bro. Yeah, That's crazy. So, yeah. With this character. Yeah. He's, he's, he's amazing. Bad. I'm sure I'll... I have a bet with him, actually. Uh, if I if I do the race in under five hours, he's got to start coming to church with me. So no let's go. way, yeah, that's yeah. So, so dope. I will I will I will die on that bike before I don't finish in five hours. Buster's bro, coming yeah. to church. Buster's <laughs> coming to church, bro. <laughs> church, Buster. So yeah, oh so that's the gosh. deal. Uh, B three baby. There you go. Exactly. See you <laughs> we gotta get Buster on the pod next. Dude, yes, bro. It's all that about cycling amazing. and he's like how he's Charles like, is gonna be his prodigy <laughs> child and all this I stuff. I know. Yeah, he's like he's like Mr. Miyagi. He's like he was be saying something and it's like yo, that was like super profound like that was crazy <laughs> but anyways yeah it's, it's super awesome man. Oh, oh, i love that so you're yeah. in tulsa yeah. you're at transformation church uh-huh. where are you originally from i'm originally from kentucky i was born in bowling green kentucky uh nothing there oh, wku is there as a college um but yeah that's where i was born i moved around a lot growing up my parents were, were young when they had me um uh and we just moved around different places. My dad got different job opportunities or family or things like that. But uh, Bowling Green is like where our primary was. Even if we had moved around different places, that's where we came home. That's where our family was. And so I was there. Yeah, grew up most in Bowling Green. And then I lived, I did high school, a little bit of middle school and high school in Nashville. Um, so, which is like from where I am in Kentucky is like a 45 minute drive. So it wasn't super uh, Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was like 50 minutes up the street was, was where Nashville was. And so, yeah, I went to, uh, Hendersonville High School in Nashville. Oh, no, Beach High School. Um, Taylor Swift actually went to Hendersonville High School. So really? it was like, yeah. Uh, and so, um, so anyway, so yeah, I live between Kentucky and Nashville, but Kentucky's like home um yeah well actually Tulsa's home now but that's why my grandmother still lives there my parents live in Sacramento California they moved um my parents and little brother so um so yeah but Kentucky yeah. is where I spent most of my time heck yeah, yeah. bro yeah it was great as well so you're rocking in Kentucky doing your yeah. thing how yeah. did you how did you get into ministry yeah, I did not want to do ministry. I did not. I like that's it, everybody's answer. <laughs> right? Everybody got tricked into it. Right. No, <laughs> I think for me, it, was, it wasn't anything bad. I grew up PK. My dad's a pastor. And... Um, and was always in church and never never had like the like, man, forget church. I don't want like it wasn't like this yeah. hard like thing, like I didn't want to do it or anything. I was just good. I was just like, I just this is not my thing. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather do something else. I was into fashion. I remember like the first time I realized I was into fashion was uh going into I mean, since like fifth grade, I would pick out my outfit the night before school. And I went to a private school where you wore a uniform. So yeah. so it no didn't make way. it wasn't like I was like going, it was literally yeah. there's nothing to decide. There was nothing to decide. <laughs> it was like I'm gonna lay my outfit out. Let so me lay funny. my outfit out, and it was either a maroon shirt or a blue shirt <laughs> and, and maroon pants or khaki pants. Dang. So it wasn't, but like we were just moving I, it from the hanging <laughs> to the floor. Exactly. <laughs> That's all I was doing. And so um that was like sixth grade. Eighth grade year, I, I changed from going to a private school to a public school. 
and I got to wear whatever. And I literally remember thinking, like, I told my mom, I was like, I need something to stand out, um, but I don't want to wear anything crazy. I want it to be more so like, I literally remember saying this as like an eighth grader. I was like, I want it to be like noticeable and like over a long period of time, it would become iconic. And she was like, what do you Ooh. mean? Like, bro, no way you said that. No, the, I promise you, bro. No I remember this conversation. We're riding in the car. Crazy. And, uh, and, and it was so ridiculous, bro. It was crazy. That's so, like those posts where the mom's like, my son just looked at me and said, Mom, I love how we read the Bible every day. <laughs> That's some Kanye it. stuff. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Like, So I say this to my mom, and she's like, so what are you going to do? And I was like, man, it's like I w it wasn't, at that point, I didn't know like of a bunch of brands and like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah. I feel yeah. like now it's like, yeah, it's like a sixth grader's like, yeah, I got Rick and blah. It's like, I didn't even know any of that stuff. So right, it wasn't, right. it wasn't like, I was like, let me spend a lot of money. I literally, I was like, I want to get, um, uh, jeans like these pretty much two pairs of jeans like a black and a light wash pair of like slim like skinny-ish jeans and then I want to get uh, white black and red chucks and then I want to get baseball t-shirts you know like the three-quarter oh, sleeve yeah. like yeah, baseball yeah, t-shirts yeah. in every color and that's the only thing I wear and like <laughs> that's it and so when people like think they're like oh it's the kid who wears the chucks in the baseball team yeah, like that yeah. like it was gonna like that was gonna be my thing and so literally for the first like whole like majority of my ninth grade year that's all i wore was like light wash jeans my red chucks my black chucks or my white chucks and my and it wasn't even like super dope it was just like consistent and yeah. i remember thinking like this will be the way that like I am different in the fact, like in what everybody yeah. else is wearing. And no so, way. Yeah, it was super random. So, that's anyways, crazy. dude, that uh, sounds like something I would do. <laughs> I'd be coming up with these plans. Like, I'm these three jeans and right yeah, before he's going to school, bro, he, he literally was like, <laughs> he "Here's the his whole here's the two pairs of shoes <laughs> I'm gonna wear. Here's the three shirts I'm gonna that's wear." That's incredible. And no, do it. Can't knock the the hustle. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, anyway, so. I uh, so anyways, um, the, all of that put me in a pop spot where I wanted I wanted to do fashion or like photography stuff. I had an internship at a newspaper, um, <clears throat> and but at the amongst that, when my after I graduated uh, high school, right out of that, my friend asked me. He was working at the youth ministry. Uh, he was an intern. He was like, "Yo, you should lead like a, a group, like a small like a, sm a small group." And I was like, oh, "Okay, whatever." Like I, I literally thought nothing of it. Yeah. It was a sixth grade boys group, which is like insane they're just wild like and so yeah. i get in the group and i i'm not thinking anything of it fast forward through the end of the semester and our group had split like six or seven times like grown once it got to like 20 they would split it because yeah. it was just mm -hmm. too big so that happened like six times Whoa. and and i'm not like i'm just like invite your friend you know like right and, and so we do that into the summer i get to um we do summer camp my dad is actually speaking at it, and they're like, yo, do you want to introduce your dad? And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I walk up on stage. It was supposed to be like a two-minute thing. Well, something happened, and my dad's running a little bit later, so I'm ready to be on stage for like 20 minutes. And I'm just Holy. talking and like like halfway doing stand-up. I don't know what I was saying. But I'm just like talking and talking to the yeah. crowd and blah, blah, blah. And I come off stage, and the guy who's over all the youth ministry, he's like, yo, we need to go to lunch on Monday. And I was like, oh, okay, whatever. So we go, and he's like, have you ever thought about being a youth pastor? And I was like, no, absolutely not. Like, I, it was like it didn't yeah. even go through my mind. Right. And pretty much it was the first time anyone, not the first time, that's not true. My parents definitely spoke things into me and over me, and I had different people acknowledge stuff. But the first times I feel like I really felt and uh, resonated with the sense of like, yo, I guess there is something that, like, God put in me. And so, mm -hmm. yeah, he was like, hey, I think you can do this. I interviewed. Uh, literally, like right when I turned twenty, I interviewed for the for the role and became a youth pastor. Twenty years old, and literally next week I turned thirty, so it'll be ten years in ministry, wow. which is wow. weird. 
to even say that sentence. It makes me feel old. But, but yeah. Pro. So that's that's how I got in. That's pretty crazy. That's nuts. Yeah. yeah. That's fire. From Chuck so Taylors to youth pastor. <laughs> exactly. <It's> beautiful. <laughs> so how did you get into transformation and like getting into all of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I was youth pastor for three and a half years, and then um, me and my wife, uh, we had a lot of friends that were close to us, um, but weren't close to God. Um, and that's kind of been a value of ours. It's like if we're if we're living our life following God, but um, we become too insulated with people who, if, if all your friends know God, then there's a part of it for me that's just, and this is personal, this is not for everybody, but I just feel like, man, I want to make sure there are people who don't know Jesus that are around me that can see him through my life. And yeah. so we've always had people who were either used to be in church and then kind of got um, disconnected through church hurt or something, or were atheists, agnostic, whatever. And, and so anyways, I had people that were close to us, but weren't close to God and just felt like, man, I want to I wanna have a place where they feel comfortable to come. And the current church I was at is an amazing church. Genuinely, I still think that to this day. Um, <clears throat> but they just didn't, it just wasn't their thing. They're like, I'm just not going to really go to that. So we ended up actually starting a church. Um, it was called Eden, and our little tagline was a home for humanity. And... Uh, and yeah, it was crazy. That's still like, <laughs> we shut it down. That's still dope is like branding concept for like, it could be anything. I still have ideas of like, Eden could be like a design house one day. It's like the craziest oh, yeah. thing. Like, yeah, just the Easily the concept grab. of it. Like the Garden of Eden was like the original God's perfect design. And the entire goal of all of human history is to get back to Eden. Like, is this like <laughs> desire to like go back to this perfect garden where you had time with God, yeah. presence with God, all this different stuff. So um, this is so random. I, can I get a water? My, oh, I, yeah, the for sure. The enemy just attacked That's me right. in my... <laughs> dude, this story off and, and the, the devil rose up and snatched me in my... <laughs> don't talk about that Rose place. up and snatched me. I don't know what happened. Bro, Literally, you started talking was, about Eden, though? I was, <laughs> Nate started getting fired up, bro. I mean, the Holy Ghost. That's like one of the... Sorry. Go ahead. That's yeah, like one of the craziest, re like the revelation of the garden. It's like mm. you literally have like actually garden no songs idea. reference. Like that's literally the garden song. Garden songs. What you just said is on my arm. Ooh. This is my journey back to Eden. Wow. It's like I literally did not see this. It, my whole arm is the garden, and like Christ being the way back in. It's like yeah, yeah, yeah. the original intent of yes. God and man. Absolutely. Every garden, even Gethsemane, yep. represents a place where God and man call like. We're, yep. we're back. Like that was his original crazy design. thing. Uh, Jesus on the cross. He says, "Today you will be with me in paradise." To so the guy on the cross, mm -hmm. the word he uses is in heaven. It's not the, the word he says. Today you'll be with me in the garden. Oh, Whoa! Yeah, yeah. It's like it's crazy. So like, there's like. So anyways, we start wow. this place that yeah. it, it is. Hey, it is. It is Eden. It's a place where you can, you know, be with God, be with community, blah blah blah. We're doing it. It's going great. Like first event we have. Literally, we thought 30 people were going to show up. 200 people show up. Jeez, we got wow. kicked out of the venue because they, we were supposed to be like a 30 people thing. Capacity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they were like, you can never do this again. Fire <laughs> Marshall. Uh, long story short, in that process, I meet Mike. Mike was, um, he, at the time, pastor of Transformation Church. He had been the pastor for like 18 months. Um, church is like 500 people. And... I just DM'd. did you know who he was at the time? No, like I. So his little brother started coming to Eden and was our photographer. Oh, shit, so like, maybe. and at this time, it's not like TC dope. Mike Todd. Nothing like it right. is. Right. Um, I joke it's a different, a very different story now. But at the time, mm -hmm. me and Abby both had more followers than him on Instagram. Like it was like yeah. we were like, and but he had been doing this and he had been doing music and killing like all that stuff and just stepped into like being the lead pastor of the church. 
And the way I knew him was through Grayson. So his little brother had been coming. We had asked him to be a photographer. Mm -hmm. Then I saw, and the thing I always say, like, in this part is, like, if you go to Mike's IG right now, it was the, that's how I found, like, that's how I met him in 2016 was, it was a sermon recap with a heartbeat behind it. <laughs> yeah. And he was preaching, like, yeah. and doing a sermon uh, illustration. That's how I, like, saw it. And so literally off of that, I DM'd him, hey, um, 23 years old, have no idea what I'm doing. We started this church thing, and it's growing faster than I anticipated. I just got questions. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah. can we meet? And he's like, he immediately responded, absolutely, let's do it. We go sit down. I sit down to ask him my questions, and he doesn't, he won't answer any of my church questions. He's asked me, he's like, when's the last time you took Abby on a date? And I was like, what do you, I don't know. What do you mean? Like, uh, are, have, what, are you living pure? Like, when's the last time you looked at pornography? When, like, he's uh, just like, and I'm like, yeah. who are you? Nobody know, nobody who, know who you are. Like, right. and, and at first I was kind of taken back, and then it became the most refreshing thing because he literally spent an hour and a half just checking on me. Nothing about the church, yeah. nothing about, and every time we got together once a month, every time we were together, it was like that. He, it was talking nothing about, and long story short, we we're on a trip together. He invited me to go to this conference um, just with him, paid for me to go just to like invest into me and say, hey, we're riding in the car, and the Holy Spirit so strongly said, hey, um, I'm looking at him, like he's driving the car, and we're like talking, but I'm thinking at the same time, Holy Spirit says, hey, why don't you shut down Eden and serve and protect the vision of Transformation Church mm. and him and his wife, Natalie. And I was like, no, that's dumb. Like, I don't want to, <laughs> no, I don't want to no. do that. And, uh, and through a series of events, we did that. We had a, uh, we had a, a gathering, like 300 people came, I preached a message. And then I told everybody, hey, this is going to be our last one. We're going to serve at TC. Um, we'd love for you to come with us. Some of them did. If you don't want to come, there's churches in the back. We invited other pastors. There's some churches in the back for you to that's get plugged awesome. in with. And uh, that was September of 2017. Um, on that trip in July, the trip we took together in July, where we like decided that we were going to shut down was in July. In July, we wrote a sermon together called "Relationship Goals Before the Person." We write that Holy sermon in July. Dang. It was because I, I so when I was doing Eden, I was preaching only out of Genesis. So every time we would do our church, I would preach out of Genesis. So he sits down, he's like, "Yo, I got to do this sermon series on relationship goals. I don't know what I'm gonna do." And I'm like, "Yo, I got an idea for a sermon." And we write it together. He preaches it in August. We officially come in September. December of that next year, a girl posts on Inst on Twitter. It goes viral, and then the next by that by <coughs> mid year, the next year, the church went from 500 people to 5,000 people, and then That's here we crazy. are, seven six years later, sitting on this couch. So how's it been the past oh. couple of weeks taking over everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're man. preaching this whole month, right? Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. You've been yeah, killing so. it, by the way. I've been I've been watching oh, the sermons man, on YouTube. You, bro. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Um, it's good, man. It, it, the first thing is, is it's such a blessing to, I think, be trusted. Me and me and Mike have been able to really develop a friendship that um, is like an actual friendship, like where we've just been through hard stuff. Like we said, like the church literally grew from 500 to 5,000 people in the matter of seven months. And so that's just um, one thing he said is people don't realize that success is traumatic. Like mm -hmm. um, you wouldn't categorize it that way, but it's it just it's it changes everything. Like, and when everybody go when you go from just you know slowly figuring everything out to everybody's calling you like, what did y'all do? And do you have the answers? And come preach here and do it. It just changes a lot of things. And so we've had to work a lot on on just building trust within our team, um, and we're still working on that. And, and I think that's a you know a continual journey. But um, during sabbatical, um, Mike has let me the last couple of years, he'll be like, all right, man, you up. And so I'm you preaching up. and doing all those things. And about a year and a half ago, 
became the executive pastor of the church. So overseeing our staff and doing that with the, with the team of people. Um, so anyways, it's good. It's challenging. I'm 30 years old. I still don't know what I'm doing. There's a lot to figure out. Um, and I think uh, one thing that came to me when I was, it was when I was a youth pastor, um, uh, but it was this statement. It was when you downplay your calling, you give yourself an excuse to require less of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, when you downplay your calling, you give yourself an excuse to require less of yourself. So when you downplay, like you say things like, oh, I'm just, I'm only 20 years old or I'm not, you know, like you, you're downplaying that. You give yourself an out to not require what's actually in you. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of people based on age or background or whatever, they kind of downplay like, well, mm-hmm. I'm just from Kentucky or, you know, I'm not, I don't know, man. I'm only th-, like those kind of things when the truth is God put you there. Like, yeah. and Either he did or he didn't, and he's either sovereign or he's not, and you have to wrestle with that question. But if he is sovereign and he did put you there for a reason, totally. then you've got you got to stand up and be like, all right, I'm here. Like, and there's yeah. stuff I don't know. I'm still learning, and so I think that's the tension for me, being you know about to turn 30 and helping lead and run a staff and preaching to all these. Like, there are times um, something me and Mike say that he's like, when I think about what God's called me to do, um, I get overwhelmed. When I do what God's called me to do, it's easy. And I think if I start to think about like, oh my gosh, the executive pastor of the church and preaching all these people and people make YouTube videos about us when we preach. And but like, (laughs) if I start like thinking about all that, it gets overwhelming. But when I just think like today, I just woke up thinking like, Holy Spirit, like I think you're going to speak to me today. And like, you're going to give me what I need. When I do it, it's easy. And so I think um, it's a journey and it's just trying to constantly stay humble and stay in his will. Yeah. I, I I highly relate to Moses when he says, God, if you don't go, I'm not going to go. Mm. And that that's how I live. Like, God, if you're not here, I can't do this. Like, yeah. I'm keenly aware of that. There's no, um, there's nothing in me that, that has what it takes. So, yeah. Yeah. One yeah. thing that I've been able to just, even in the little time we spent together, is hear how passionate you are about consistency in, like, spiritual disciplines. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what would you say to people out there, like, that don't necessarily see the value of it or see the importance of, of yeah. what spiritual disciplines are. Like when we say that, it's like prayer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We do like the core stuff that we do is our yeah. faith. Like what what role has that been? Like how have you, how has that impacted your life? The lack thereof in seasons absolutely. or like a ton of it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think it's it's definitely grown as I've gotten older and as responsibility and things have changed in, in my life. Um, uh, I think now I see it as, um, here's what had to change. It wasn't, because what I understood, prayer, reading your Bible, those disciplines, what I understood them as and how I perceived them was as this demanding task that you had to do in order to be a good Christian. Yeah. And, um, and, it, it, and even like how you did them, like how you pray. You had to kneel beside your bed or you had to like close your eyes and have this moment or have a prayer closet or like just all this stuff that was kind of yeah. like, that didn't, none of it felt natural to me. None of it felt like, I don't, that just feels weird. Like that just feels right. like yeah. I, there's no other situation where I would be doing these things. Right. Right. And so for me, like when I, when I, when my perception of prayer changed from, oh, it's just communication with God to it's communion with God. Like communion in the sense that like to commune with someone is just to be in their presence. Like yeah. me and my wife, like in immaturity in relationships, like when you go on a first date, you're thinking, like I remember going on a first date with Abby and I was thinking like, oh my gosh, what are we going to talk about? I'm thinking about the questions I'm going to ask. I'm all, in immaturity in relationship, you're all centered around, centered around what you're going to say. Wow. As you mature, me and Abby can sit in a room for three hours and not say anything. 
because we're just, I'm just with you. It's just my yeah. presence that I'm trying to get to. It's not mm. some answer. It's not like, and so for me, as my relationship with Jesus has grown, I've had to realize like the goal of this is not to say or get stuff from you. It's just to spend time with you. Yeah, and bro. I can do that on my bike. I can do that as I'm walking in this door. I, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so for me, as I saw it as like, oh man, it's just my prayer time, my prayer life is a time to just be with God. And the scripture says, pray without ceasing. Well, if prayer is being on your knees and how are you supposed to pray without ceasing if it's got to mm -hmm. be in a closet somewhere at four in the morning? You know what I'm saying? Like, right. And so I think the perception of it changed for me. Reading the Bible was like... Um, was like putting together a kid's toy that comes with a billion instructions and like trying to do it just based off the picture. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I think a lot of people see like people's life and they just look at the picture and then try to assemble their life yeah. accordingly versus like, no, this this book is like, has all the answers you need and it has peace and it's real. And, and so for me, I think it was my perception of those things changing that then produced like, this desire to like, oh man, I want to talk to God. Like, cause he's yeah. the only person that really knows what's going on. Oh man, I want to read my Bible because man, it, it really does refresh my soul. Like it really yeah. does. It's, like, it's good for yes, you. Yes, like, it literally it should right. be something like that you would and get something from. Dude. Yes, Not absolutely. It's like hard. Absolutely, man. And so, yeah, <laughs> I think, and then for me, it's, it's realizing that like it's based on season. So like right now, my devotion time, my time with God, sometimes it's been, I'm booking through chapters of the Bible. And then other times it's, I have this little book. One thing that I established consistency in was like this little book. It's like a literally like, it's like a tiny little notebook. Every single day I write down uh, one thing I'm grateful for, uh, a tiny little scripture. I literally, there's like these little books you can get off Amazon. It's called like my book of Bible promises. And it's literally like split, it's like a hundred pages. It's a super small little book. And it's just like God being your strength. And it's five scriptures on God mm. being your strength. God, like, and it's just different categories. I flip through that little book every day. I find a scripture. I write it down. And then I write down like a three-word prayer. Thank you, God. I love you, God. Guide me today. Like something. And I do that every single day. And just that little practice, like, has it helps center me. And then keep having that with me is like I have in my backpack right now. Being able to look at that and be like, okay, God, like, you're good. Or... Um, you know, yesterday was Job 12, 4, and it's like, I called the Lord and he answered. Like, yeah. that was my scripture. It's like, God, I thank you. Like, every time I've called you, you've answered. Like, mm. and so I think to someone who it's, it's, you're hard to find the value in it. One, I would say is don't feel shame because like the, the, the enemy and very honestly, church people try to use shame to like get people to do stuff. Mm -hmm. And that's not a good motive. It's like, well, you should be reading your Bible. And it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> like, and then you're just sad reading your Bible because you feel yeah. like you're not good enough. And it's like, no, I think. Um, I would just encourage you that like it's really changed my life and it really does work and like yeah. give it a try and and uh, don't see prayer as a task. See yeah. it as talking to a friend who wants nothing more than to help you and be with you. Um, and and uh, as I've as I've, as I've tried to adjust my view of it, I've really been able to see the value in it. So that's such a good perspective that, switch. Bro. It's like clip that. Clip that. On chat, <laughs> clip that. It's a yeah. it's more of an invitation than it is like. A responsibility. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that's why Jesus thing, came. Yes, and here's the thing: you, you, you're not. Now, this I don't know where people are gonna feel like this, and hopefully they don't go on YouTube. But it's like this is not a. a you don't get more points if your journal and your devo time is bigger than other people. Yeah, bro. like some people feel like it's this measuring stick of. Mm -hmm how good of a Christian you are. I did a 190 day Bible plan or my streak on you version is like <laughs> all this stuff that's just like, and those are beautiful tools, but it's like, if, if it feels like this, like, well, if I don't do this, God's gonna be mad at me. Like, yeah. right. and 
God is not mad at you for not praying with him. He just desires to be with you. Like, and if you feel like, man, I just don't know how to do it. The beautiful thing is whatever you don't know, you can ask him. Like you can just say, God, I don't know how to pray. I don't, I don't know. I read this book and it feels confusing. Yeah. One, somebody I look up to one time, they said, somebody asked him, like, what's the best translation of the Bible to read? Uh, uh, what's the best translation of the Bible? And he said, the one you read. Like, <laughs> it was like, it's like, it's like, if it's a translation that like, and, and it's pretty much just this place of like, just start wherever you are. If you yeah. feel yeah. like all I can do is read one verse, if all I can do is just say, God, I need you today, just start there. Don't feel, because I was so dramatic in my commitments that I felt like I would go to some youth camp or I would do something something and then the next day it's like i'm gonna read the whole i'm gonna read the whole bible in 90 oh, days yeah, like i can't tell you how many times i've started the U version 90 days read the whole bible plan. Right, like right. it never finished i feel like everyone always says like oh like but the bible says to pray constantly so i don't have one time that i pray i'm like yeah all right bro let's get one time down <laughs> yes. and then, and then add on in. top of that you can pray as much lock as you want right. i don't think god's gonna be mad if you got a specific time absolutely day you. you can still pray all the, all the time because <laughs> i don't i don't ever see you pray. <laughs> that's so true true like and there's something to be said about like consistency that um the benefit of of consistency and discipline is realizing that you don't feel it you don't feel it until you need it Mm. like so Mm -hmm. there are things that writing down what i'm grateful for there are some days it's like i feel grateful so i don't need to you know i'm saying it's like i'm fine i don't need it but it's like well yeah but like it is, it is the, the practice of that, that when you find yourself in a hard situation, that then I found my spirit being like, no, man, there's far more to be grateful for than there is to be worried yeah. about. Mm. And I'm like, whoa, where'd that come from? And it's, it's been the cultivation of a grateful heart right. over the course of 30 days or 60 days. And so right. that's what I would say, too. Please do not let anyone lie to you as a pastor being in this for a little bit, like, no, there are days where you just don't feel like reading the Bible. You just don't feel yeah. like praying. You just don't feel like it's not like you wake up every day like, oh, I'm just so excited to like yeah. really devour the word of God. It's like, <laughs> okay, that's weird. Uh, but no, it's just it's understanding that like, man, it, when I do this, there's going to be times where I'm going to start to see the fruit. So, yeah. That's so good, bro. That's awesome. I know um, Amazing. I get fired because now you got me on the garden, but I'm going to say this thing and get out of here. There's get out of here. You're gonna yeah, leave. Gonna, I gotta go. Announcing that I got, I've got another dude walks off the go, podcast. Go. That's Matt Churchy. I gotta go. He's like, you're actually gonna get out of here with me. <laughs> but it's like you're talking about the communion aspect and all of yeah. that, and like even the way we view the opportunity it is to spend time with yeah. the Lord, because that's what it is. It's an opportunity. Like the veil's been torn, yeah. and the first thing that the fall of man does is like the Bible says in Genesis that like they realized they were naked. Yeah. And so like, but they had always been naked. Yeah. And I heard, um, shout out upper room, Peter Lewis, you're the man. He preached a sermon. He was like, but three verses before that, it says that Eve saw the fruit yeah, yeah, and yeah. saw that it was pleasing to the eye. Yeah. But then like a couple of verses later, it says, and then their eyes were opened when they yeah, ate yeah, the fruit. Yeah. And it was like, mm-hmm. their eyes were opened. How yeah, did yeah, they yeah. see that the fruit was mm-hmm. pleasing? And it wasn't a matter of their eyes being physically opened. It was just a matter of awareness. Mm-hmm. What are you more aware of? And before yeah. the fall of man, the original intent of God is that we would only be aware of him yeah. and yeah. not ourselves. That's really beautiful. Yeah. And so from that place is birth guilt yeah. and shame yeah. because that's when you realize you're naked. Mm-hmm. And yeah. self-awareness is, the, is like one of the first things that, that's like when you sin, you can't stop yeah, yeah. thinking about what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Because it's literally been the same trick since the garden. It's like mm-hmm. get, the enemy would love for us to focus on ourselves yeah. and our insufficiencies as opposed yeah. to being so overwhelmed by the goodness of God yeah. that we realize there's like an open door. Yeah. 
into his love. That's so good. Well, I I preached uh, two weeks ago uh, a uh, a sermon on shame. And what people don't realize is shame is actually selfishness. (laughs) That's crazy. Because shame is so focused on what I did and how bad I am that it only gets you viewed on yourself. And to your point, you can't even think about like how good God is. Shame yeah. tells you that shame the, my name. there you go, bro. No <laughs> shame <laughs> shame tells you that the ten percent of your life that is a little bit dark mm. is is actually the ninety percent. Like mm. you have ninety percent of your life that is good, that God is doing awesome things in, that you've got friends, but shame will tell you like, no, 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 no. This area you messed up in and it's all self selfishness. Yeah. And and when you get to a point where you're like, hold up, man, like God is so much bigger than that. Like yeah. I, God is bigger than me missing a pl- day on my plan or God is bigger than yeah. me being like, oh man, I was praying for 30 days and then I missed it. Like that's not that's like, legalism. Yes. That's like, the law. Like exactly. us trying to work for his love. Like Absolutely. that's the reason why he came is to yeah. like, so that we wouldn't have to. Absolutely. And then, and, and here's what, here's where the switch flips. Um, when you realize the beauty and the love in a relationship, you have a desire to be disciplined in the consistency of that relationship. That's it, bro. I love my wife with everything within me. And when our son Arlo was born, we uh, got super disciplined with date night, every Tuesday night. We have not, and this is, I'll go down saying this, if, unless we have been sick, or she was postpartum, like literally couldn't, like wasn't allowed to get out of the bed because she was yeah. resting after having a baby. In four years, we went on a date night every single night, every single Tuesday, and that's that's discipline. You wouldn't, I wouldn't think of like, oh, I'm disciplined in my date night, mm-hmm. but I am but because way, yeah. I'm I'm disciplined in the date night because there's a love that we've developed, yeah, that's and, it. and it's and it's a place of refreshment, and it's a place of joy, mm-hmm. and it's a place of connection, and and so we've had to form discipline around this beautiful love that we have because we realize I want it to stay like this. Yeah. I want to stay in love with you. I want to stay being able to talk to you. I want to stay, even if we're mad, we know, man, we're going to go eat some good food and just talk and play cards and laugh. Like, yeah. And so the right. discipline of it has has furthered my love of it. And I think if you see your walk with God like that, like, yo, it's, it's this beautiful love. And so, yeah, I'm going to get a little disciplined. I'm going to put some things around it because I love it so much. And so... And um, another thing that I always say about that is like, if you really love God and trust Him that mm-hmm. He has like a good plan for you, why would you not want to at least try to do the things yeah, that yeah, He yeah. says to do in the Bible? Yeah. If you really have the level of respect for Him, yeah. that people say they do, it's like you would then, by extension, want yeah. to follow everything that He put out Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. So that's why you would want to apply those disciplines. That's Absolutely. why it just doesn't make sense when you see someone that yeah, yeah, yeah. says that they you know respect God. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Almighty, but then yeah, if you're not like putting those disciplines around, what absolutely, you that's the order though. Yeah, yeah. It's like first love, yeah, 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 that causes discipline, yeah, yeah which yeah. causes love that lasts, yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely, for a long time. Because because if in, if the root of it is is shame or pressure or I have to There's an expiration date on yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. can do it, and that that'll work for a period of time. Yeah, but it's not it's not it's not an anchor for your soul. Mm. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like we have this, this hope is an anchor for our soul. And it's like, yeah, man, like I just, I want to build my life on something that's real. And the realest thing in my life is that God loves me and he's, and he's, he's in love with me and he has a plan for me. And, uh, I heard somebody say this one time, there's good news and there's bad, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is God died for you. The bad news is you have to die for him. And Wow. The, the, the the that's the reality like it's not all just like oh he loves me it's fine and i'm just blah 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 it's like no like this is going to cost you something like yeah. it's it's not this is not like a 
just get out of jail free card and I just get my pass into heaven and then I do whatever I want. It's You're like, gonna have to make a lot of changes. Yeah, it's like it changes you. Love changes you. Yeah, if you don't get married and then just be like, yeah, I'm the same person I was when I was 20 years old. I do whatever I want. And I, but like, no, like you change, you grow, you adjust because it's like, oh yeah. dang, like I want to adjust to how you are. I I remember before my wife, uh, before we got married, she's like had this little app on her phone that played like rain. Like she would sleep mm -hmm. with that. Literally two months before we got married, I downloaded this app and just started playing it. Cause I was like, I just want to get used. Cause I didn't do that. But right, it was like, yeah. I'm preparing for like the new love Aww, I'm going to be in <laughs> because I'm adjusting because yeah. I love you. Like I don't like I used to sleep with all the blinds open and the sun would wake me oh, up. But now yeah. she's like, I need blackout curtains and it's got to <laughs> be completely like. And so it's like, OK, we'll get blackout. Like and so you slowly start to yeah. adjust because you realize it's not a it's not love if you're not worth willing to adjust for it. That's like crazy. you don't love any if you say I love somebody, but they're asking you like, hey, you know, when you did that, it makes me really uncomfortable. If you're like, I'm sorry, it's just who I am. It's like, well, then you don't really love you don't you like would yeah. want to sacrifice. Yes. Like really there's a there's it. a desire that it's like, oh dang, I want you to feel comfortable. I want you to feel like whatever. And so right. when and that inspires you to be a better person. Yes, exactly. Like, and that's how I see your relationship with Jesus is like, man, you you love me so much. And the beautiful thing is if I did none of these things, you would still love me. Yeah. And so in light of that. It is my honor to adjust my natural whatever, my sinful things that like and submit those things to you. Yeah. Um, because yeah, it's yeah. So anyways. Yeah. That's fine. Hundred percent. I'm gonna spin the block on the creativity right now because we we started off with that. But <laughs> do you ever feel a tension between like what? Because obviously you're the drip god. Oh god. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like we had to get that. We had to get the elephant out of the way. Right, right, right. And it's expression, and you yeah, have, yeah, yeah. and you, and you talk a lot about vulnerability being your superpower, and uh, creativity and art is yeah. art. It's it's expression. Yeah. Do you ever feel a tension between what people would say? A pa and you hinted at this earlier, and mm -hmm. I want to talk about it. Have you ever felt the pressure of what people say a pastor should look like or mm -hmm. dress like? How do you balance being? Yeah. A comprehensible leader. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And also being a creative absolutely. that has a burning like fire in you to express yeah, yeah. certain things. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Man, that is that is a journey that I've been on and I think will be on for a long time because of how God's wired me. And I think um, he, here's the reality. The first um, verb uh, that we see in scripture, the first adjective descriptor of our God is a creator. Yeah. In the beginning, God created. You can't get into this story without the idea of creativity coming in. So, and I, and I say that because the root of, of who everybody is, not me and us sitting on these couches wearing certain outfits, every person yeah. laced within your DNA is creativity. It is, that, that's who you are, and you cannot run from it. You cannot escape it. You, uh, it, it's who you are. Everybody is creative. That is the baseline. How that creativity comes out is expressed in different ways. Some people are creative in problem solving. Some people are creative, and the way they create is they create organization. And they like so. So I establish that baseline to say that everyone is creative. And I think for me, there is a real tension between, um, to your point, making sure that I am trying to be aware of how um, creativity, how expressing creativity comes across and, and being palatable in mm -hmm. certain environments. And then also being you don't want to distract people by the exactly, way you dress. Exactly, 100%. Like, that's not the goal at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even and then it's like a subjective thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think for me, I've had to, I've had to 
find that line for me of like, okay, what is a distraction to certain people um, because of my own doing? What is a distraction to people because of their own doing? Because mm-hmm. like in certain environments, I could be wearing something that's not a distraction. Like, yeah, you know right. what I'm saying? It's like, I could wear the craziest outfit I have in my closet at Paris Fashion Week and nobody would look at me twice. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? But that same outfit on Sunday morning feels like, whoa, what the, you know what I'm saying? Like, But to someone on that Sunday morning, that might be what makes them interested in what you're saying. Exactly. So yeah. it's not as cut and dry yeah, to yeah, say, yeah. like, just yeah. the people that get annoyed about that. Absolutely. Well, and that's the thing, too. I've just had to, for me, I've had to crucify any desire to be understood by people, honestly. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. um, a That's lot good. of creatives have the desire to be understood and um, a lot of just humans have the desire to be understood. And if there's anybody who was more mis- misunderstood yep. than anybody, it was Jesus. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Signing up to follow Jesus is your uh, pass to be misunderstood, for people to not understand your attention. Yeah. Not, so I think for me, the, the big trying to get to your, to your question is it's really developing a relationship with the Holy Spirit. Yeah, so like good, legit, bro. The Holy Spirit be checking me on what I wear. Like, uh-huh. and that sounds like super wild. I promise you, you could ask Abby, you can ask Mike for certain friends in my life. There have been times where I've been getting ready to go out the door to go to certain things. And Holy Spirit's like, don't wear that. You're wearing that because you want attention and you know it's going to pop off and you know people are going <laughs> to say something, blah, blah, blah. Crazy. And then there's other times where I wear something. I'll give a prime example. My friend's a designer and we were doing the series and the series branding was all pink. And uh, we got this Dickies jumpsuit, dyed it pink. He stitched like crosses down the side of it, cropped the jacket. I had my hair bleached at the time. It was a crazy, like, I wore like Timberlands. Like, it was like, I thought it was hard. <laughs> it was hard. So, like, and <laughs> I genuinely went into it like, oh man, like, I'm so excited about this. Um, I had the work, like, I had the sermon set and knew. And, and then, like, honestly, that space of like creativity was like, Oh man, this is gonna be so dope. And here's the here's the real thing for me. I have friends that again are close to me that are not close to God. Yeah. That I know they're gonna look at my IG on Sunday and listen to that sermon clip, but not be listening to the sermon clip. They're gonna be thinking about what I'm wearing. Just for the fit. That's all they're coming to my IG. I know for a fact and I know who they are, and they'll send me my clip, be like, yo, that fit was bleep, bleep, bleep. Like I like <laughs> they're like, and they don't say anything. And yeah. I know that. And so Part of what I'm doing is like I am I am here for you, but also I'm not here for you. I right. am here for these people that are again are we talked about this yesterday, but like real people in my life, like yeah. real people I'm texting, real people I'm calling, real people at Fashion Week that they're opening their first show and I'm calling and praying for them yeah. the night before their show. Like this is real stuff in my life, and so I wear that. I don't think I'm literally not thinking anything about it. I'm like, oh yeah, like and my friend wore a whole pink outfit the whole shit. Like it wasn't like, yeah, yeah, and yeah. so I'm not thinking. Next day, <laughs> so I post some two thousand comments later, a couple <laughs> YouTube videos later, people are like, I can't believe blah blah blah, saying all this stuff. And for me, here's how I process that. First thing it's I thought, so mad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, I did get angry. I'm like, y'all a bunch of blah blah blah. Like I wanted <laughs> to say all that, and I genuinely like, Holy Spirit, if there's anything, like if there was anything in that that was motivated to be seen by people or wanted to. Go viral. Like, if there's anything in that, would you please, Holy Spirit, take that out of me? Because I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I prayed, talked through that, processed through that with my wife. Like, and it was like, no, that was me being true to it. Like, and so I think for me, all roundabout way to say how I balance attention is literally just asking the Holy Spirit. Like, hey, yeah. what, am, what am I trying to do in this? Like, is this going to be a distraction? And there's times where I miss it. There's times where I wear stuff and I'm like, oh, dang, I shouldn't have wore that. That was a distraction. Right. There's times where I've had people come to me and be like, I had a lady come to me one time and they were like, 
why would you wear that, blah, blah, blah. I literally had come back from Paris Fashion Week. I flew in and came straight to church, and I had, like, this silk baby blue bandana tied around my head. Like, uh, Fire. Yeah, like And I walked so into hard. church, had it on, had sunglasses. I was, like, so tired. I literally had flown in from Paris, came straight to church, and I'm sitting in the front row, and I have that on after church. She's like, why would you wear that, blah, blah. She's, like, super mad. Then she's like, she was, I was like, okay. And I'm trying to hear, genuinely hear her. She's like, well, people just don't do that, and I just haven't seen that before. And, and, I was, and I said, I was like, well, very respectfully, just because people don't do that and you haven't seen before is not going to be why I don't do certain things. That yeah. alone is not enough. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. And she, then she said this. She's like, well, it's a distraction. And I said, okay, that. There we go. If it was a distraction, I completely see that would be a distraction, and I want to apologize for that because I do not want to be a distraction to what God is doing. So I won't do that again. So it's learning, like, if there's yeah. a thing where it's like it's a distraction but if it's just like, well, I just think it's weird, or yeah. I just like, I just think a pastor shouldn't blah blah blah. It's like, okay, well, like you think all that one too, and keep doing whatever you're doing, and yeah. like, <laughs> bro, you wear it. You're, th- I'm just gonna stop because I'm gonna, yeah. <laughs> it's I'm just like, to go. <laughs> the thing is, I think the thing is like, anyone that knows you, if anyone's met you, right, mm-hmm. and they see you like wearing a pink, yeah, yeah, yeah. outfit, right, yeah. they're gonna know like he doesn't wear a pink outfit every week. Like, <laughs> yeah, he yeah, normally yeah. be wearing yeah, like yeah, regular yeah, fits that yeah, aren't yeah. pink, but like. Some people, that's the only time that they're ever hearing your yeah, name yeah, is yeah. getting presented like, look at what he was wearing yeah, at church. Yeah, yeah. So if they're like, that's just a pink suit guy, it's yeah, not really their fault as yeah, much yeah. as it is like the people that tried to twist it in yeah, that yeah, way. Yeah, so yeah. it's like, yeah. it's weird because it's like, it's not people that know you or like mm. respect anything yeah, about yeah, what yeah. you have going on that are yeah. saying those things. So it's like those yeah. people never really would have been your fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. It's just like, it's yeah. like the loud minority. Like well, ma- the majority of people don't care. Absolutely. Ma- the majority of people are going to look at that fit and be like, that's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bunch of people that would never even have been yeah. your fans in the first place. Well, that's that the thing. It's, an, it. it's like because of social media, people have a lot of access mm-hmm. to say things about you with no context to and your they don't character. Know you at all. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. and so every there's a sense of entitlement that I feel yeah. like comes specifically with our generation that is like they think they know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. And so that gives me the ground now to speak on it. Yeah. yeah because yeah. you did it publicly, I have the ground to speak on yeah, it publicly, yeah, yeah. which is not true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because and that's he wasn't trying to do anything publicly. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. He's trying to look at it. As I love like, it, man. He's trying I to need do you something. In my life. Like he's like doing. He starts yeah. throwing the mic. Fortnite Evo. It's yeah, like yeah, bro, yeah. he's just wearing that. Like you yeah. have to wear a different outfit every week. Yeah, yeah, but that's yeah, what yeah. it comes with. It comes with the territory. I guarantee you, you look through any pastor, you look through every fit they've ever worn on Sunday. There's gonna be like something you don't like in there somewhere. It comes with it. Yeah, man. It's just. I think for me, the thing I've had to realize, even with that, like people have opinions and thoughts on on what you're doing. And I think you have to be submitted to the Holy Spirit to ask him, like, hey, if if you're trying to tell something to me, I'm down. If I have friends in my life that I trust, they're like, hey, dog, that was a little much. Like, okay, I hear you. Like, I feel that. But But at the same time, if he's he's not trying to tell you that, then it would be wrong for you to act like fake apologize when you know that. And here's the thing I've had, there are people who, based off the opinions of others, have adjusted what they wear, what they do, what they don't do. And the truth is, that's not the fear of God. That's the fear of man. Exactly. Like, you are you are just as enchained to the opinion of people because you actually... And here's the thing. That's what... And my wife will tell you this. There's nothing that I've worn that has ever gone through my head that has been like, oh, this is going to get them. Exactly. Like, it's like, this. no, this is just genuinely, like, what I like. It's like, right. I just really, yeah. she can tell you that, like, since we've been dating, she'd be like, what are you wearing, bro? Like, we be going, I will catch a vibe to go check the mail. Like, I, she would tell you, like, <laughs> I'd be getting dressed to go to bed. Like, I'd be, like, a pair of baggy sweatpants. or like, I got this robe. I put on a necklace to, like, watch <laughs> suits. Like, I'm just like, anyone that knows like, you knows that. Like, <laughs> like that you can tell. Me. Yeah, can it's tell. like, yeah. and I think 
the 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 thing that makes me genuinely um, sad. The scripture says Jesus looked at the people and he had compassion for their sheep without a shepherd. And I think when I see people making assumption and and expressing opinion based off assumption, it's just like man, like you really don't know. And yeah. I think I think it's like a viral thing that went around. It was somebody's quote or something but they're like if you got a problem with me text me and if you can't text me you don't have a problem with me <laughs> like, <That's it. laughs> you, know you don't know me well yeah, enough yeah, to have yeah, a problem yeah, with yeah. me yeah. it's like and i think Click and that, again please. there's some things that again i get that are controversial whatever but i think um i think it, it would be a safer bet to express your um to express how something affected you rather than your opinion on people's motives that's and good. that's the tough part like people will see a clip and think I know your motive. Yeah. Like, you don't know my motive. Like Cause you're not coming to the church. Either. You don't know anything about me. Like right. you like you and I you are totally entitled to be like, yo, when I saw that, it was a distraction to me. And it just made me feel like, cool, because that's you. But that's you, gonna have a different level of respect versus if someone that you know comes to the church every week comes absolutely. to you and says, When you said such and such yeah, and such, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're gonna put a different level of respect on that because they are actually coming to your church yeah, every yeah, week yeah. and they, they know your motive. Now here's the thing. All that to say Everybody, you can have your opinion. You can have those things. And I think, and I'm genuinely, that's fine. I think yeah. my, how I've chosen to, and here's the bottom line too, how I've chosen to live my life as I'm going to live on the side of encouragement, support, and loving people yeah. and not judgment, critique, and whatever. It's just, it's just, and I think people, and here's the thing, I think there's a wide body of Christ and I think certain voices are necessary for accountability, whatever. Me personally, how as for me and my house, yeah. <laughs> for Charles, Abby, Arlo, Luna, Jade, and Blue, man, the Metcalfs will be known for encouraging, for yeah. standing next to people, for being on the wrong side of the relationship in the sense of people that people don't like. That's who we're friends with. Like, because yeah. when I look at Jesus, that's who he was. He was friends with all the wrong people. He ate dinner with all the wrong people. And he didn't, and I just, for me, it's like, yeah, okay. If you feel like your responsibility is to hold me accountable, more power to you, brother. And like, I hope that goes well for you. But As just you. because they have the right to do that doesn't mean that they're the, <laughs> the end all be all. You still got to check it up and be like, all right, is this, is this valid? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, anyways, 100%. Elijah's not passionate about this at all. I know. <laughs> I just, I thank you for that, man. Because here's the real thing, too, that's, that is tough is, um, is to try. Here's what is really in my soul is there's a bunch of kids who are meant to preach the word of God and they feel like because of how they dress, they can't do that. Yeah. Like they've got, they've got a burden in their soul to preach, to be in ministry, to do something amazing. And because they've never seen it, they don't know. Like, and here, here's why I said the thing earlier about Virgil working with him. Um, when Virgil became the creative director of Louis Vuitton, holistically, the fashion industry is very like, uh, systemically in the past has been laced with just racism stuff. And it's been hard. Like you would never yeah. see anybody who's in fashion leading being someone um, who is black or any ethnicity. And so when, when Virgil became the creative director of Louis Vuitton for men, um, he, he, he posted like after his show, he was like, you can do it too. And the picture of a black dude who skateboarded and was a graphic designer <laughs> walking down the runway of Louis Vuitton, yeah. it was just a picture that was like, I think we can do anything. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Dang, you could be yeah. a skateboarder who started screen printing t-shirts with Luca Sabat in Pyrex and like, right, and go to like Louis Vuitton men's show and be the most influential fashion designer of everything. It was that picture that then gave people permission to be like, oh shoot, I think I can like do something. Yeah. And I think for me, that's what's in my heart. It's like, I want to be a picture of someone as sitting in the room ministry, and feeling yeah. like, oh my gosh, like you can love God 
and really express creativity and still have integrity and still be submitted to the Holy Spirit and still pop off a crazy outfit and stay like yeah, all those exactly. things together that would hopefully give people permission to be who God's created to be. So, and there was probably someone that did that for you in a way. Absolutely, hundred so percent. That, that's why, like, yeah. you would want to want to do that for hundred percent people. Yeah. That's so good. That's great. That's I love that to stay in the creative vein. <clears throat> For all of our creators out there who are doing things, how have you ever found yourself in like a, a rut creatively? And if so, how did you kind of work out of that? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, man, I think, uh, yeah. So I think there's, there's two different thoughts that I have on this. The first one is I think there is a difference between, um, I think there's, there's a difference between like, okay, so like, there are a couple of different things. One, I think when you overwork yourself creatively, you your mind gets in a spot where it's just not in the best position to create. Like, so, so okay, I'll use like the cycling thing as an analogy. I have this race on Saturday, it's 100 miles. And, um, and a big part of that, like at this point, I've been training for two months and I've been doing all the work I can. There's no training at this point that's gonna like you know what I'm saying? I'm here now. Yeah, it's like, y'all got four days. Whatever it is, is what it's going to be. What I'm trying to do now, what I told Abby literally like going into this week, I was like, now all I'm doing is trying to give myself the best opportunity. Yeah. Meaning, I'm going to eat well this week. I'm going to sleep. And like, that's, it's going to be what it's going to be. Like, yeah. but there's no like, I'm not adding this massive amount of muscle or I'm not do like, it's just, that's what it is. My endurance is what it's going to be. So now I'm just trying to set myself up the best. I think in creativity, creatives don't always give themselves the best chance to be creative. Like, mm. it's like you've either worked yourself into the ground. Cause one thing I could do is I could ride 50 miles every day this week and be trying to go hard, but I'll be exhausted. That's like, like yeah. by the time I get to the thing that I'm actually trying to do, I wouldn't have anything left to give yeah. because I've given it all to the place I wasn't supposed to. And so I think one thing creatives are not good at is learning how to rest, learning how to sit down, learning how to take a break, learning how to do those things. I think it's so important for the rhythm of your creativity. So I think that can get you in a rut. I also think that um, sometimes you're not in a rut, you're, the season is changing. So like, there are times where I felt stuck and it was because I was trying to create from like an old well. Like it was like I was trying to, yo, I did this and this play worked. And so I'm trying to do the same thing. I'm trying to recreate a moment. And it's like, yeah. man, you're not, you can't really do that. You know what I'm saying? Like whether it's editing videos, designing, if somebody has something pop off or go crazy, then you're trying to like chase that thing again. And the truth is what got you to that moment was just inspiration. It was, you know what I'm saying? Like, and so I think trying to be true of like letting things be what they are, like, yo, I created this and it went crazy and I'm gonna let that be that. And the next thing I create is not to one up that, it is yeah. just to be what it is. The, 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 the essence of what I wanna get to though, is I think it, the, the biggest times I have got in a creative rut is when I thought I was a source of creativity. Ooh, mm. that's crazy. <laughs> the yeah. biggest times yeah. I get unpack in a rut that is unpack where that, I think please. creativity comes from me. Yeah. And that's not where it comes from. Dang. The Holy Spirit and God, he, like, he's my source. And my friend uh, is so gangster. He put this sticker on the front of his laptop. He's a graphic designer. And the sticker was massive. And it just said, there's more where that came from. And, mm. um, and his heart was, if I'm connected to the Holy Spirit, Boy, I promise you, there's more where that came from. Jeez. Yeah. And when you see the Holy Spirit as your source of inspiration, there's this confidence that's like, 
I, this wasn't my idea in the first place. Like <laughs> anything good that has come from me has not been me. It has not yeah. been, oh, Charles is just dope, blah, blah, blah. No, it's the Holy Spirit in me that yeah, inspires. That takes the pressure off. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it takes off this like, so if I don't have it, it's like, okay, God, I guess you saw it fit that I wouldn't have it today. Like right. now you have to couple that against, I think it's, you do get in hard situations where you have deadlines and pressures or, you know, you're, you're in music and, you know, your label's like, yo, you got to get out. You know, like there's certain yeah. situations where it's, it's tough in that regard. But I think for me, the biggest times I felt stuck is when I thought, oh, I got to come up with another idea. And that's not the spot. That's not what you're doing. What the position of creativity is, God, what ideas do you have that you would let me borrow on earth for a little bit? That's crazy. Like that's the question. Like, God, yeah. what is in on earth as it is in heaven? Yeah. So creativity is just the process of trying to bring to earth what's already happening in heaven. Like it, there are whole collections of clothes that I will design one day that are already sitting up in heaven, up on racks. Yeah. And it's just a matter of me asking God, God, when would you see it fit for that idea to come to earth and me to be the one to steward that idea. So wow. if it's not, so then what I ask is if that's not happening, Holy Spirit, is there anything in me that's preventing that from happening? Mm -hmm. Am I prideful? Am I not in this place of submitted to you? Am I, I like, have I gotten too connected to the outcome of my work? And, and I've had, have I thought that my work is me? Like yeah. this is one thing creatives like, and, and it's tension because it cre it comes from this deep well, but it's like, oh, I am my work. And if it doesn't do mm. well, I'm not doing well. And yeah. if it doesn't sell, then I'm something's wrong with me. And you have to work to disconnect that. But I think for me, there's 100% times that I feel stuck creatively. Right now, I, 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 uh, <clears throat> I have an idea. Uh, it's not an idea. I know I'm going to write. I have a book that I'm working on. And Let's go. I, <laughs> I've wanted to be done with it for a while now. And I just, I can't, I can't get past a certain point. And, and part of it is learning. Like I've never written a book before. Um, and so part of it is learning like my writing voice and stuff. But also part of it is like me just asking, like I'll sit down to write. And some days I feel like, oh my gosh, uh, I got it. And I'll write like a whole chapter. And then some days I sit down and just stare at it. For, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. Hmm. And I think the pressure and, and the tension in that moment is not to feel ashamed of like, oh gosh, something's wrong with me. And why can't I blah, blah, blah. And just, I got to force it. And I think when you start forcing creativity, um, it just becomes obvious. Like it's obvious when yeah. it's like, you just made that to make money. Like, yeah. and I think for me, I'm trying to make stuff that makes a difference in people's life, not that makes money. Like yeah. I don't, I don't want to make clothes to make money. I don't want to write songs to make money. That'd be dope if that happens. I want to make stuff that inspires people's soul. And like when you yeah. put that piece of clothing on, like anxiety falls off of you. Yeah. Like when you see when that song enters your home, it's like, oh my Lord, like my car feels different. Like, mm -hmm. yeah. and if your goal is to make money and go viral, it's very hard to do that and be obedient to God at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> and so I think it is, okay, like if I feel stuck, dang, is there anything in me? Is it is it practical? Is it like I'm not rested? Is it, and then another thing too is like, it's the power of collaboration too. There are times where I felt stuck and then I get in a room with somebody and they're like, oh, what if you tried this? And it's like, oh, shoot. And sometimes creators are just too prideful to ask for help. Mm. Like, it's like, you know what I'm saying? It's That's like a real you, thing, yeah. you, I mean, you've experienced this through writing. It's like, there's songs you're like, oh man, I know it's, and then somebody mm. says one thing or hits a certain note and it's, it's like, like boom. breaking a dam. Yes, it literally is like, there's a song I got it. That's all yeah. I needed. And so I think that's a big thing I've had to learn too, of just like, sometimes when I feel stuck is because the answer is in my friend. And like, if I yeah. won't ask you, it's like, yeah, that's just, it's prideful. So it's, it's a very real thing. But I think overarchingly, if you see the Holy Spirit as a source, you can always say like, there's more where that came from. So then I can, yeah. I can give my best. Like 
I, I'm, I'm never, I think some people are afraid to give their ideas because like, oh, what if it's my best idea? And if the Holy Spirit's giving you ideas, my last, <coughs> I, my last idea is not my best idea. Like, yeah. Yeah. it was just my last idea and the Holy Spirit's going to give me a new one. Um, and so I, I, I trust him in that process. And that even plays so, into what you were saying, finding your identity in it because then yeah. you start comparing your, th- your oh, yeah. ideas. Absolutely. But that's only coming from like an orphan spirit. Mm, yeah. Like if I believe God is a father, that means he hangs every painting on the refrigerator. Mm, yeah. It's not one is yeah. better than the other. Yeah. Like yeah. as a creative. Nate loves his painting. On God. <laughs> it's, it yeah, wrecked yeah, me. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. it, it destroyed true. me when I was like, yeah. oh, like I'm doing this from a place of delight, mm, not yeah, to make yeah. him proud or to make anyone yeah. else proud. Well, and here's the thing too. I have kids. Arlo's paintings are better than Luna's because he's yeah. older. Right. And I think there's a part of that that like, the comparison will have you forgetting that people have been doing this longer than you. Right? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll, social media removes, like, this layer of time put in because everybody expects to go viral in two seconds or you can have, you can be not experienced at all and your first thing pop off or you could be doing it for 40 years and never, like, yeah. and so I think... Because you see all the anomalies of the people that yes. are 16-year-old rappers getting in the million on Bro, the... Yeah, and Denzel like, didn't start... Like acting until he was like what thirty something. Yeah, literally, and it's like I, I think know, you forget. No, literally, like yeah, people forget that it's like yeah, man. Some of that stuff just takes time. Like, and it's like yeah, like there are people. Your first design is not going to be as good as Virgil's. Like, yeah, and if it is awesome, but like if that's the goal, like yo, my first one's got to pop off. It's like you'll never create, man. Like the goal is is to realize he's gonna put all those on there, and then when I get up there and I see something that. Is dope instead of comparing to it and feeling insecure, pull from it and yeah. create from that place. Like, oh, that's super dope. I'm gonna use that. Like, instead of like, oh man, I could yeah. never do that. Well, yeah, I can never do it, but they did it for me. Now give me that, and I'm gonna you know, make become my, my platform that it's I'll inspiration. build. Inspiration. Yeah, yeah, like we're yeah. So, anyways, it's great. That's fire. I love that. All right, let's switch, let's switch the vibe. Let's get a little into bit. the real stuff. Let's get into the real stuff. All right. So <laughs> I feel like. Stuff? Yeah, no, no. Oh no! <laughs> now that it's just the boys. Let's right. talk about. Uh, no, yeah. Sorry. Um, in so the cameras in time. Open your Bible to Revelation. Let's go to Revelation. Armageddon. Boys, I'm breaking a sweat in here. By the way, <laughs> low key is it's a little hot. toasty. Thank God. Shout out our team, Bree. Thank you for bringing him a water. He's coughing like a smoker oh, over here, dude. Okay, dude. Oh. I was so confused why they brought the water. I was like, is this for me? He was like, oh, oh my gosh. They're texting me right I now. Like, really does I should need a water? I was like, yes, please bring him one. Dude's got bronchitis or something. Yeah, yeah. So next question. In the middle of here, freaking. <laughs> Whoa, man! Okay, we want audio guys' ears. <laughs> <laughs> I was just waiting for them to bust out laughing. Oh, oh my uh, gosh! So anyway, uh, dating. Uh, no. Dating. <laughs> purity. Let's talk about sexual purity. Oh yeah. Well, we actually are gonna. Hey, get let's into do it. it. No, let's bit. get into it. I feel like uh, you guys, both you and Abby, are. I feel like passionate about relationships and dating, yeah. and do such a good job. I think of modeling like a, oh, what a healthy. Man. Marriage is too hot. Can't even focus, bro. Um, <laughs> By the end of the episode, we're all just in trench, bro. Stupid pump gun. Okay, all right. Dial in, dial in. Log in, log in, log in. Um, so, so dating. Yes. Um, let's hop into it. Uh, I feel like a super, like I don't know, popular question people ask, and I feel like it's just been an age-old thing that has been debated for years and years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is do we believe that there is the one oh, out yeah. there? <laughs> yes. For you, the one. What do you think about that? We might have to tap in Abby too for some of this, bro. Yeah. She, she might have to hop no. on the pod. For- <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Sorry, I was answering the question. Yeah. No, no, no. Abby could jump in whenever. Uh, I is there the one? I do not believe so. 
Um, because if you didn't, if one person got off, oh, we're all toast. <laughs> everybody is toast. <laughs> That's a good the point. odds just don't, uh, don't the up. math don't work. Yeah, for, uh, the math don't math. <laughs> now, I do think this, there are ones that are better than other ones. Yeah. So I do think it's a reality that it's like, um, that here, here's, here's what our, our counselor told us um, in, in relationships. Re- he said, really, really good marriages really good relationships are with someone that is 75, 70, 75, maybe 80% of the person that is perfect for you. Like that's a great, 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 like 70%, 75%. That's a great, great, great relationship. 80% is a great, great, great relationship and and marriages that last marriages that are beautiful marriages that are fruitful. What happened? Do what? 80 20 rule, right? There you go. Like, <laughs> he's like, so you don't want to leave the 80 for, for the 20. That exactly. See, he stole my whole punchline. But uh, that oh, was that. Give me that. He's going to explain it beautifully. <laughs> uh, no, like, that's it, though. It's that. <laughs> it's understanding that, like, what will happen is you get in a relationship with someone that's 80, but then you see someone else that has this one little thing. And because your person doesn't have it, it feels like, oh my gosh, they're so blah, blah, blah. And so I think, hmm. I think for me, it would have brought peace to me dating that I am not looking for the perfect one because that mm-hmm. person doesn't exist. You are looking for someone that you can become with, not mm, someone that is so already packaged. Like um, I think they, what they don't say in relationships and marriages is the little uh, fine print at the bottom of every kid's toy is some assembly required. <laughs> like mm, like yeah. people don't realize relationships take assembly required. Like mm-hmm. you, you grow into someone that you can trust, and that is there's relationship, there's intimacy, and and all those different things. So, to answer that question, do I think there is the one? No, I just I don't, I don't think so. I think there are people who are better suited for your personality and yeah. for your calling and and all those different things. But nah, nah. That's so JT, you need to stop texting that girl you met at. Uh, ah! that's, that's she's not so the one. Bro. She's not Imagine the one. She's not the one, one bro. Yeah. He's like, I'd like to take this moment to break up the officially with. Right. Not in your favor. <laughs> Coolio. Okay, so. What would you say godly dating looks like to you in 2023? Oof. Man, this is a this is a this is a big question and I think uh it's interesting um like having kids and thinking about that down the road like I have three daughters. Yeah, it's got to give you a whole new perspective. Oh yeah, on yeah, that. yeah. It's like just just going down that path is crazy. And me and Abby uh you know, we haven't dated. I date my wife now on date night, but it's just a different context. I think here here is my genuine thing because I have I've I've seen people in my life do it a drastic different of ways I've had some people that go all the way um on this like it's like they're acting like they're married like it's like you know it's just this whole thing that's like that's kind of wild bro like you know what I'm saying it's like you don't even know them and it's like the first I don't know And, and and I again I don't have a ton of um when I don't have any experience of walking anybody through this in the sense that like uh I haven't dated anybody in a long time, so I'm not speaking from that place. I think I'm, what, what I want to speak that, and the reason I'm saying that is because there are some people who may have kids or some people who may be working with people who are dating a lot. Like, I, most of our friends are married. There are a couple people in our life that, like, we're helping and talk through that stuff. So I'm, I want to give that context that this is not an area that I feel like I have the greatest expertise. Right. But I do think there is a balance of having integrity and um, setting boundaries and being intentional and there is also a side that is like you're trying to figure it out. And so I think one thing that uh, Christian culture does kind of, uh, 
I think is missed sometimes in dating is in a desire to be intentional and have integrity and purity. We have made dating so intense. Like yeah. it's like you see someone that you kind of like and they're like, all right, well, let's go on a fast and let's <laughs> yeah. ask their dad. And let, like it becomes this like, yeah, oh, wow. And then if you go and you don't like them, yeah. it's like, Oh Jesus! Now I've done talked to her dad, and I washed her feet, and I don't know, like you know what I'm saying? Like it's no. like, and I'm not mad at that stuff. I'm just saying like there should be some yeah. level of just like if I'm interested in you, we should somehow be able to go out one time, go yeah. get some dinner, and just see what's up. Like, right. like and hang. Get, yeah, like just hang very <laughs> casually. Mm. And I think it's so mature to do that stuff in groups and all those different things. But I think there's a level up for me that it's like. I, I, I want to give people permission in dating to be wise. Like, I think you need to be talk. Like, if you find someone that you like or you think, man, I, I really I really find them attractive, whatever, and I think I want to spend some time with them, I think it's awesome to, one, for people to know. Like, and mm -hmm. I say that because I think it, it's just, it's a, it's a general thing, but I think anything that's in the dark is a spot where the enemy can do something. So I yeah. think you really liking someone and thinking that, liking them for personality because you're attracted to them, whatever. And nobody knowing that is just a seed for stuff. It's just your own yeah. natural stuff to just rot where you DMing people and they don't know, or you're talking to somebody or then y'all go out and it be anything that's just secretive. It's just not good for your soul. And so yeah. I think if you know somebody that's like, man, I really like that. I think bring that like, yo, I think I really like so-and-so. That's good. And that's good for your friends. Just be like, oh, dope. They're awesome. Or they'll be like, really? Her? Oh my gosh. Or him? <laughs> He's kind of wild, ain't he? Like, it just, I think it's super beneficial to hear people's perception of other people. Yeah. That's one thing I, I value and love so much about my wife is like i don't know anybody in the world who could be mad or has beef with abby like right. if you have beef with abby like i get me like i've done yeah. some wild stuff i would say some stuff that's kind of yeah. out of pocket <laughs> you know what i but like at, there's such a grace and peace and kindness and love and so i think that's a thing that speaks highly of someone but mm -hmm. when you get to hear like if all your friends are like oh i don't know about her dog like that should be some sort of like Sorry. oh okay like because that's important <clears throat> like i and, and so i think telling people about it is super important. And then I think being able to be honest with yourself on where you're at, like yeah. in the sense of where am I at? Have I been in a relationship that I just got out of? And I'm, am I just trying to look for that same comfort that I just got out of and I'm missing now? Being honest with that. Being honest with where you are, like just strength-wise in your own purity. Like, yeah. can I really like go to the movies with this girl and then go back and hang at so like mm. I know bro I can't like I just right. know me like I just I'm not that strong and I think a lot of people have more faith in themselves than they should in that area like specifically when yeah. it comes to purity <laughs> and y'all going to hang out and what you're doing and where you're doing it and what time you're doing it yeah. and I just think that's just that's just being mature enough to say Yo, I, I probably shouldn't be rocking out after a certain time. I yeah. probably shouldn't be in certain atmospheres where I know people are gonna be dressed a certain type of way. Like there's just that's just like try to be wise about the stuff. I think so letting people in, being honest with yourself and where you're at, and, and and having people around you that you can be honest with. And then also uh, not being I don't I don't have any other language other than like taking it as it comes, meaning like mm -hmm. Okay, I've talked to my friends, people around me that I trust. They have, good, they think it's a good idea. I've been honest. Yo, I don't think like first date we should go out to like dinner at nine and then go to this cool place at blah blah blah, and then maybe we'll like go back to somebody's house. Like no 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 no, bro, we gonna go eat dinner at seven. 
I'm gonna be back at the crib by 9:30. Like I'm just that's what I'm gonna do. Like yeah. just straight up, just like just because I don't I don't know. Like I don't know them. I don't know me. I don't know what they've been through. Blah blah blah. And people will respect that, bro. Yes, that's a thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I like, feel like when I was younger, I thought like people would look down upon you or think you're lame because that. But yeah. I think like if anything, it actually makes you stand out more. Because like that guy actually has values and like stands on his values. You 100%, know what I'm bro. And 100%. if they don't rock with that, they probably got to go. For yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. If that's like an area of like. Disagree with like, oh, that's enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Easy. enough. For like, me if to- you're not mature enough for, to try to protect me and us, then I'm good. I'm chilling. Like, right. And yeah. so you set those things up, and then it's just like, I'm just going to go. And like, we're going to have a good time. And then after it's over, I am going to see. Do I like, like, did, was that fun? And would I want to do that again? And I think for me, too, I think there's a whole layer of dating. At least there was when I was in the world of dating. That was like these games of when you're supposed to text back and like, oh, don't text too soon. It always seems yeah, too don't dead. be a fan. But, like, oh, bro, yeah. that is some bum stuff, dog. <laughs> I, I just, and I don't know. I could be off. But it's like, if I like you, and, I'm going to tell you I like you. And yeah. if you don't, and if I texted you back too fast, I'm, I, I just, for me, it was just like, <laughs> Why do I got to trick you into thinking I don't like you for you to know I like you? Like, that's just because here's the real thing. That is some confusing (laughs) game that is played that doesn't work at all past in any type of fiance, dating, anything, marriage. It's like you need people to express what they feel. But it's like if the whole way y'all got to dating was tricking each other to thinking I don't care about you, but I really love you and I want you to call me tomorrow, but I'm like, no, I don't want to talk to you. (laughs) And then you get married and it's like, well, I just feel like you don't express what you think. And it's like, well, you dated me for a year and you told me not to text you too much. So now, (laughs) you know, like, it's just like, I feel you. And there's yeah. a layer of that maybe that I'm like out of touch for, but also I'm like, nah, bro. Like, if she likes you, bro, <laughs> it's not going to mess it up if you respond to that. <laughs> if you're, like, if I, you're one re- quick response away from her not liking you, bro, like, she probably don't no, like you. No, yeah. Right. I just feel like if she's like, well, he just came on to, it's like, okay, cool. And yeah, like, now wasn't going to work out in the first place. And by yourself because you rejected all the people that totally yeah. liked exactly. you. Right. And I'm just like, I'm not, I'm just saying, like, yeah. It, the the playing funny. hard to get thing, I feel the sense that men should like, you know, pursue a girl, all that stuff. And yeah. the other way around, like, this isn't just like middle. I, I'm just saying like, for There's me. There's an art to it. Yeah. Like, I was just like, if I like <laughs> you, Rizzling. I'm going to tell you I like you. And if you don't like me, just tell me you don't like me. But yeah, like, cool. this like, yo, don't text. Right, don't be, right. you know, too, man, that's wild. You're like too playing hard. It's just like, all right, but I'm good. I'm chilling. No, yeah. I did. I straight up like, <laughs> what, Abby? Oh, Wait, can we get? We need some insight. Give it up, my beautiful wife, Abby Rose, the love of my life, all okay. white, the angel. Abby, let's you, talk about this. My let's question: Do you think he has W or he had W Riz like when he pulled you? What is W? We're old, I'm man. I'm so old. Oh my w god, Riz. I don't know what that means. Like, okay, like w- right, Riz is like game, right? Yeah, Abby, yeah, welcome yeah, to yeah. the podcast. It's short for charisma. You're old. Charisma. I did not <laughs> I know that. Yeah, that's what I heard. W Riz, but it doesn't really mean charisma as much as like game. It Riz, it's like it. game, like. He was smooth. Oh I don't know. Gosh, I don't get the absolutely. W. Absolutely. Like, no. Okay. Hold on, everybody be quiet. Say that in Charles the mic Charles Metcalf had W Riz. W Riz. You heard it first here, ladies. We don't know what the W stands for, but Riz. No, what I is was, the W? It's is like it W or L. Like when? When? when like W R. I don't get person. it. I don't you never heard like get W it. in the chat? Like, stop spamming L. Oh, gosh. Like, wins or losses. Like, I won. Okay, W Riz. This is tragic. I need, I need. All that to say, you you definitely feel like I had W Riz. (laughs) And how do you have W Riz as a Christian man? Like, two part question. So she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. okay, Just learn what that means. Wait, I'll say the 
Okay, we went on a date. Wait, what did you say out here? Because nobody heard that. Oh, he... No, there were times where, like, when we were dating, that I would, like, try to do those things, like, for sure. And one time he just straight up told me, like... Because I remember I did the thing where it was, like, we were in a fight, and then I was like, don't talk to me. But it was like, I desperately want you to come talk to me. Like, that's what I... But, like, I'm supposed to to say, like, don't talk to me anymore, you know? And then it was like... One time I remember telling him, I was like, you need to be ready. Like, you need to be always thinking... Like, is Abby going to break up with me? And you need to be thinking, like, at all times, like, what can I do to make her not break up with me? And if you're not thinking that, then you don't really love me. Like, I Jeez. said that to him. Yeah. And, then, and he was he literally was just like, okay, well, I'm not doing that. And, like, I, just like. <laughs> I was like, that. yeah, no. He just, like, left. <laughs> no. And, like, 24 hours later, I was like, crying. I was like, please come back. I'm so sorry. <laughs> You called her bluff. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Like, but all I had seen were games. That's the truth. Like yeah, right. that's even the truth. in like adult relationships, everything that yeah. I had seen like before me was like you play these games, you do this, you act like you're sad enough. Maybe if you shed some tears, then they'll come back. Like all these oh, things yeah. to where we got to a point where it was like, and now I feel like it, it's just made our marriage so healthy, mm-hmm. and it's it's really like a kick in the gut to your pride to have to look at someone and say like. Like, I know that I was really, like, rude to you right then. And actually, I'm not actually mad at you. I'm just, like, super insecure about this thing right now. And I need a hug. Yeah. And, like, having to say that, like, the first few times, like, sucks. Even now. So I'm like, I don't want to have to say, like, that that was me and I need a hug. And, like, I was just rude (laughs) because I'm insecure. (laughs) But being able to, like, have that kind of relationship, I feel Mm. like, yeah, you did that from the beginning of, like, me trying to Mm. do stuff. And I was like, no, like. Well, I just, I think it's important because. Again, and this is all a, a gradient, I think, based on the relationship and the timing and how many dates you've went on and all that stuff. But at the foundation of a good relationship is the ability to communicate expectation and need. Mm-hmm. Like, that's an actual foundation. It's like, I can tell you what I actually need, what I'm actually feeling, and what I actually desire. And so I think there is a part of the dating that is this desire to be uh, pursued sure, and to learn yeah. each other. And there is, there is a part of that that is just natural. I think you just have to be aware of like what foundation, if we get past a certain point, we're starting to put foundation down. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like past a certain amount of dating, like you're starting to set up how y'all are going to talk to each other. Mm-hmm. And if there's always, if you're, if you're always saying something that you don't actually mean, hoping that they get what you actually mean, that foundation just yeah. doesn't play out the best after a certain amount of time. It, it stacks just, up over time. Yeah, like over time, that just builds like yeah. a, so do you want me to, are you mad or you don't, you want me to know that you're mad without yeah. telling me that you're mad? And so I think in, even back to your question, I think um, in relationships, I think it is like learning to, we talked about like having game or W. Riz, obviously. Uh, w. Riz. <laughs> but like <laughs> being able to, I think, communicate and like express interest and be honest. For me, here's what I'll say. And I, I think I think you would say the same thing. Abby's confidence and security in herself was the most attractive thing to me. Like when I met Abby, Abby was a photographer. She had I don't even know if some of y'all remember know this. When IG like first came out, there was a thing you could get suggested. Like the popular page was just like a list of IGs. It was just like it was it wasn't like a scroll through. It was like twenty five people. And Abby got suggested in high school. So when I met her, she had like thirty thousand followers. She and Dang. and. And it was this whole, she was a photographer, vibes were crazy. She was like the dopest person I'd ever seen. And it was great because in the sense that not like all the influence part of it, 
but she carried herself in such a way that she was just secure in who she was. Like it wasn't, she wasn't trying to like Abby and she would say this now. She's like, there's parts of her that are super quirky and weird and like also super vibe, but also like kind of like silly and like, are you kind of nerdy? Like are you right. goofy or corny? Like, but also you're like beautiful. Like it was this, th and she was just like, I'm just good. Like I'm good as me. And that, that part of her that, was that that literally on IG, like one of the first couple DMs, she like sent me, I literally still have it. She sent me a picture of literally, she was like hammocking. She was like all granola girl. Like she was out in the thing, like wearing chacos and uh, doing uh, hammocky. But she was, she literally like sent me a picture. It was like the camera was upside down. She like had her tongue sticking out and was like out here hammocking. And I was like, who are you? It was the most like random. I was like, like have you ever hammocked before? Yeah. <laughs> like, the hammock Riz is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not W Riz. That's yeah. Thanks. But it was like the, it was like the craziest. Like yeah. what? Like that's just not like when you're first meeting someone. Like the right. thing you're coming out with. Like right. yo. Right. And I didn't have anything else. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, was I loved it because it was like, yo, you just like are really solid in who you are. And like, yeah. that's you gotta so be to awesome. send a hammock. Right. Yeah. You like got, it was so. Awesome. You gotta have some security to make it. He's sending a hammock photo. The hammock photo wild. I feel like for me though, so we met, Charles came on as a youth pastor at the church that I had like grown up at for like 11 years, like with my family. He came on as a youth pastor. We met, he was only 20, I was 18. Mm -hmm. We met literally like three weeks before I graduated high school. And like right off the bat, I was like, who is this guy? Like, beautiful in my head and beautiful, uh beautiful call me beautiful you are beautiful <laughs> well, thank you. um that unspoken riz right. <laughs> that's how it all starts out right. and uh we went on a date like literally the day after i graduated high school long story short i never went to the youth ministry or anything like that i wasn't involved in my church in that way <laughs> i wasn't no, I'm just kidding <laughs> you raised her uh, <laughs> But That's our mission statement, actually, at Elevation <laughs> Church. That was far from God. No, literally, I we went on a date. I come back home. I tell my family, like, he was incredible. And, like, I never told my family, like, when I liked anybody, anything. So it felt like, no, I really, really like this guy. Then he didn't talk to me for nine months. Ooh, and I didn't know ghosted. why. And, like, literally for that the nine ghost months. Riz. Yeah, I was like, I'd walk into church. I would walk into that. church, and he'd be talking to my family, and then I'd walk up, and he'd just leave. And I was like... And then my Ooh. family would be like, Abby, Charles is incredible. You should date him. And I'd be like, do you guys remember? Like, I tried. I <laughs> like, what are you talking yeah. about? Um, and that, I, I didn't know what, I like made up stories and my friends was like, he's a player. Like, that's what it is. Like, he must be a player. Like, <laughs> he's just going through all these girls at church. Like, that's what's happening. Like, I just made up all these stories in my head to make it easier. Um, <laughs> but then, like, fast forward nine months and it was like January. He asked me, he was like, hey, could you come like photograph this event at the youth group? We like, I just literally thought that was it. Like, okay, you just really need me to take pictures. Like, long story short, um, we are like a week after we like, finally started hanging mm -hmm. out we're driving to oklahoma city uh to meet his parents and he was like hey the youth pass or the pastor at the time told me like hey if you would have gone on a date with her 24 hours before she would have been one of your students like you would have gotten fired and we like didn't even think about that like didn't cross I was our 20, minds Holy. she was 18 so she was yeah. still in high school and i was like but i had just turned 20 and i was yeah. like i was in high school a year and a half ago right and she'd never cut i wasn't even yeah. processing it but and like he said that i was like <laughs> So he, that's why he didn't talk to me. And then all of a sudden, like in that moment, I was like, oh my gosh, like you actually had integrity. Like most guys that I would have known would have been like sneaking behind their pastor's back, their yeah. boss's back to like do what they're not supposed to do and like have this whole secret thing. And like in that moment, like I saw the integrity that he had and 
I feel like the biggest thing for me with him and like the W Riz, whatever you want to say, <laughs> is like I feel the like integrity. Such an old We're just gonna be throwing the this integrity. Out. Oh, yeah. Is like I think you can put any word in front of Riz. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna stop before I like really date myself. Um, <laughs> it's too late, sweetheart. <laughs> <laughs> no, just the fact like he had integrity to like listen to his boss. I did not know a guy that was like that. Like at that time, that was like also dope. I mean, like. It was just wild to me. And the fact that I knew, like, one of the one of the things, because I feel like also, too, people are so, like, back to your thing about, like, is there the one? Mm-hmm. And it's like, you think you're supposed to find this person. Everything clicks. You don't have a doubt in your mind. You're, like, not scared at all to get married. Yeah. And it's like, that is not the reality. Like, I remember mm-hmm. the morning before our wedding, I was like, should I just go to London? Like, should <laughs> I just, like, I should just go to London? Like, I was terrified. Yeah. Like, and I uh, loved him so much, but they're still just like, oh, my gosh, this is scary. Yeah, like, I'm about sure. to commit my life to someone. And we knew, like, this is forever. Like, mm-hmm. we're not, there's no outs. Like, yeah, this right. is it. And it's just a scary thing to enter, yeah. like, no matter how sure you are. But the thing that, like, has always like drawn me to him is like I know that you listen to the Holy Spirit in your life and Mm -hmm. like whether it's an argument or whatever it is like and even like being submitted like as a wife it's like I know like if I feel like you're saying we're supposed to do something we're not supposed to I know at the end of the day you're gonna listen to the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. and like he's gonna whether it's a fight or whatever like he's gonna check both of us and like we that is the like ultimate card in our life and in our relationship is like we're gonna do and like we've had to make some really hard decisions and stuff Uh that we didn't want to do but it's like no this is what we feel absolutely yeah Yeah. well I think in in the beautiful thing to realize is in dating you're discovering a person and yourself. Mm-hmm. So I think giving yourself permission to like learn. For me, I haven't always known exactly what I wanted to do like on the first try, but as I tried other things, it helped guide me to what I knew I wanted to do. That was my experience in getting in ministry. I started off, I did creative stuff, I did groups, I did, and it slowly kind of like, I kind of bounced up against the guardrails until it got narrowed to this place. And I think giving yourself permission that dating can be that like in a form, like, oh, I, I, now this is stuff we always say about each other. We are not each other's list. Like <laughs> if I would have written down like mm. the per- type of person. It was not I Hammett girl. <laughs> it was like, she would be crazy. Like it would be even like certain things of like, I would, I would be like, it would be have dark hair, tan, loud, like all this stuff that they would have been. And like, she is not wow. that like blonde hair, green eye, blue yeah. eye, like, Calm, really peaceful, chill, quiet. Like, and I think that's another thing that like we have stuff that we want, but God knows what we need. Mm-hmm. And so being able to understand that like there is a base level of attraction that is super important. Like yeah. that's one thing people don't talk about is like, again, on this pendulum of purity, we kind of swing to like this whole side. And it's like, yeah. if you're not attracted to the person that's and if problem. there's not a part of you yeah. that doesn't have to set boundaries for the sanctity yeah. of your mind and the purity <laughs> of your body, like you're, you're going to swing it to marriage. And it's going to be like, ah, it's kind of whack. Like, so exactly. there is a part of it that like that natural, like, oh my gosh, like if we were alone for too mm-hmm. long, it would be dangerous. Right. right. There's a part of that that's like, that's good. Like yeah. that is the, that's what's fun about embers, it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the embers of a beautiful marriage. Now you just got to put some, uh, some boundaries around that. But I think, also realizing that like God knows what you need. He knows my mind and how I think and all my mind could go all these places that I need peace in a person. Mm-hmm. I need someone who 
would bring me down and say, hey, like, let's think about these yeah. things and blah, 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 blah. Like, I don't need somebody's going to be screaming back and forth. Like, and so I think that's another thing is like, as you're dating people, as you're meeting people, like, oh, wow, I really appreciated that about that person that I was with. And now I know I value that. Like, I value someone who is calmer in personality. And I thought I wanted, I grew up in a loud house. You didn't even know that about yourself. I didn't even before, know that. And like, and seeing this dating relationship, not as a failure, but as an opportunity to, to give learn, something yeah. to my life and to theirs. Like, and so that's the other thing too. I think when you go super hard in dating and make it super intense, then when you break up, it's like you got a divorce and it's like you can't yeah. even like, and it's like, ah, like, and there's reality of that based on time and however long, yeah. but when you're able to approach it as like, yo, I'm trying to learn you, I'm trying to learn myself. And when we break up, it's like, oh man, there's no hard feelings because like we had a good time. We just learned, like we were mm -hmm. different. And I learned, maybe I thought I value <laughs> that and I don't. And like, but that's okay. We're good. Like, yeah. and you don't have to, date a girl or get married to her like no one's forcing no you to do absolutely anything. that's why i be yeah. trying to tell my homies i'm like yo if it's not working like yeah get out there <laughs> for this day like yeah, yeah, yeah. you know absolutely. what i'm saying like, ain't nothing wrong with that i feel like absolutely. too even you guys asking about like the dating stuff one thing that i wish like people would have told me growing up it's like growing up in church and stuff it was just like sex was just such a like an untouchable subject and yeah. all it was was like don't, 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 don't. And yeah. then it's like you're married and all of a sudden, like, then the only thing you hear about it, especially from like a wife's perspective is like, now here is your wifely duty. And you're like, yeah. God, like what are, you know what yeah. I mean? Like it's right. just such, I feel like dramatic, uh, dramatic yeah. things like around it and how, how it's talked about. Like I wish, like I think about now, like how we talk to our kids about this. And That's I even right. think of like youth, like listening to yeah. this. And it's like, I wish somebody would have told me like, even like using the analogy, I really like to cook and like, this might sound weird, but like, if you were like prepping like a meal for Thanksgiving, it's like, you can't eat the turkey right out of the bag. It's like, you yeah. gotta have to put it in the oven. You have to let it cook for right. like three hours. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, if you eat it like before that time, like it's gonna probably make you sick. You're done. Like it's, yeah. it's gonna be yeah. raw. Yeah. You're gonna be puking. You can't have any of the Thanksgiving meal then. Yeah, yeah, like you're gonna everything. be There's sick. There's no Thanksgiving. You're out, you're out for Thanksgiving. And uh, I just wish somebody would have like, honestly looked at me and told me like sex is incredible mm -hmm. like it is the biggest gift mm -hmm. and not just because it bonds you mm -hmm. it's like it's enjoyable yeah. like it's wonderful yeah because and if, like if you don't make it that it's it's like they're capping it's like yeah. well yeah. they don't even know how exactly good it because then you try it and you're but like you they say this is this bad thing. but i tried it and it's not bad <laughs> right, <laughs> it's like right. then you throw yeah. away their whole because people sell you on the fad of like of the thing is like bad, this bad, is just bad 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 and then you either, you're either, here's the real thing that happens. There's two things that happen. Either you're in fear of it, and then you get married and you have a horrible sex life and there's no you still, there's because no you're you terrified. Can't just turn off because the, the fear thing of it. <laughs> I do doesn't flip a switch of like, all right, right everything that I've been indoctrinated with for 10 years just goes away. It's like, right. no, you're in there with the person you've given your life to, and what's in your head is this is bad. Right. Everybody's told me this is bad. What I'm about to do is bad. That's the association you have with That's it. the only reference yeah. you have. Or they tell you it's bad. Either by mistake or by choice, you do it, and it's like, mm, wait a minute, you were either doing it wrong or you didn't know. So, like, so that happens, mm -hmm. and so then what do you do? You throw out the whole mindset mm -hmm. that that. So now Christianity, God's view on purity, God's view on sex, yeah. dating, relationships, all that is thrown out because this one thing wasn't true. Yeah. Rather than setting an honest picture, the honest picture is it is the most beautiful yeah. thing God created for pleasure, for recreation, for all these things. And it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And when you understand the value of it, then you understand, okay, well, if I gave you a solid diamond Tiffany chain 
you're not the way you treat that is different than if you go to the mall and get it from a kiosk that's like gonna turn your neck green like it's just you understand the value Mm -hmm. and so i think for me honestly for youth even for our kids personally Mm -hmm. i want my kids to know from a young age like sex is the best thing in the world dude it's amazing it's so and here's a beautiful thing we barely did but one thing i'm very proud of is we were both Mm -hmm. virgins when we got married and like the (laughs) (laughs) and and we, again, we were not perfect. We made mistakes mm-hmm. in, in our purity during dating. And but being able to have that experience, I'm so grateful yeah, so that God really kept us in that way because it's like, man, having you as the only person that I've connected with is so beautiful and so special. And I think for two groups of people, for people who haven't had sex, I would say, I promise you it's worth it. And if you have, I want you to know that God is so good that He can still there is still beauty and amazing, amazing depths mm-hmm. of relationship that you can commit yourself to when you say, God, okay, I may have messed up before, I may have done something before, but from this day forward, yeah. I'm gonna live for you. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be um, pure in that way. And I just, I think in dating, you have to be honest about what you can handle in your purity, um, knowing that you're waiting on something. If I told you, if I told you, yo, in three years, I'm gonna give you $500 million. You just cannot eat uh, a pizza. I'll like, be chilling. Bro, you would be chilling. No I'm not worried about no pizza. No, I'm not worried about I don't. And here's what you do. I wouldn't go past place. I wouldn't be go hanging out at Papa John's. I'm not even walking past. I don't I don't go. Pizza. Hey, yo, you want to go hang out at Papa John's? Nope. You want to go? No, nope. I don't. No, nah, I'm chilling, bro. Because I mm-hmm. because you knew yeah. when I get here, it's going to be like. And I think people just they don't know that there's the most beautiful, mm-hmm. pleasurable thing waiting for them. And then when you are dating, like realize that like that is to get married. Yeah. Like, yeah I feel yeah. like a lot of people be dating too young. Like yeah, if you're yeah, 15, yeah. like yeah, yeah. you probably shouldn't have a girl. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When I was 15, I realized like, dang, I probably shouldn't have a girl because <laughs> I don't got no intentions of getting married within yeah, the next five years. Yeah, so what would be the point of like mm-hmm. when you're in that age, even mm-hmm. even messing with that? So yeah, that's why yeah, I feel yeah. like it's, you got to have the, the clear intention of like, yeah. especially once you get older, like yeah, once you're yeah. 18, it's like, okay, if I'm dating this girl, like I'm pursuing her to get yeah, married yeah, yeah. and we're, we're looking at that together. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's where the games like go away because yeah, it's yeah, literally yeah. just two people trying to like yeah, come yeah, together yeah. or whatever. Absolutely. You know what I'm I think giving yourself that permission to know like this is the intention, trying to get to know this person with an intended goal. And as I'm in that process, knowing that's the intention and being able to take the pressure off of like, oh, okay. I'm like, mm-hmm. that is the goal. That's not the goal tomorrow. So like I'm going to, you know what I'm saying? It's like, Yes, that is why I'm here. And the moment I know, like, I don't really know about you. Because what happens is you can get in a relationship where it's like, now I'm just keeping you around for how you make me feel. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's using people. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. Right. Like, if I feel a genuine connection, I don't know if I want to get married. Like, I don't know if I want to get married immediately, but I know I want to keep spending time with you. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Like, that's And then you okay. can actually enjoy that time. Dating. Exactly. Like, it's like, yeah. I'm progressing. But if you know, like, ah... I'm, I know I'm not gonna marry you. I know I just like I just want you around because it's nice to have somebody text all the time. It's yeah. like, well, that's yeah. okay. You there's probably just that, there's you no way that's gonna friend. be good. You need a friend. <laughs> there's no way that's gonna be fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. You need friends. I feel like too, okay. even like practical stuff. Like I remember my mom told me one time it was super freeing. She was like, if you're not like struggling when you guys are alone then like you probably shouldn't marry this person like you need that physical attraction to be there that was a very (laughs) freeing thing to hear and then also just like practical stuff of I had friends when we were dating that like had my find my friends location and like Mm -hmm. anytime they saw that like I was at his house it'd be like I was like text me like Mm -hmm. you okay like you should leave like stuff like that that's just practical Mm because it's like you can't yeah what is the thing that my god yeah yeah. yeah. my friend told me he said uh you it's gonna sound funny but I always have to explain it but he said uh 
you never people never cage a dog that's never bit anyone. So like mm. you got a little puppy that's like or, or a big dog that's never bit anybody. When people come over, you're not thinking about it. You're just like, oh yeah, yeah. He said, but you need to know every dog backed into the right corner will turn and bite somebody. Yeah. And I think you have to realize like if I'm put in the right situation, it don't matter who you are, how much you've prayed, yeah. whatever, there is something in you that put in the right situation will make this decision. Yeah, for sure. And so just knowing Part that... Part of like, the discipline is not putting yourself in Exactly. In like, position. it's just knowing, like, yeah, You can't do that alone. Like, like you and, have to let people in. And I just have to be honest. Like, yo, I there were literally times where it's like, I just, once it get dark, you got to go. Mm-hmm. It, just, yeah. it get dark. I don't care if it's 5 o'clock in the winter or 9 o'clock <laughs> in the summer. If it's dark outside and I'm with you, we it's about to go down. We like, like, didn't just, kiss the last three months of our engagement because we were like. Because we had screwed up so much early. Like we had been dating and together long of that. And literally, and the only way we learned that is because once it got dark, it was like, oh, Lord. It was like, <laughs> it was just so difficult mm-hmm. and we make make mistakes and we feel horrible we tell our friends and then we do the whole thing over and over again yeah. and literally we made the decision and this is something i would encourage anybody with we were we felt horrible we had done stuff we made a mistake and i was just we were sitting there and we felt so bad and the next day we were talking and genuinely it was born out of this place it was like god we feel horrible we feel like we've made these mistakes we hadn't had sex we had done other stuff and i felt like man and really i didn't feel like and this isn't saying, I didn't feel like, oh, you're not supposed to kiss when you're dating or you should never blah, 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 blah. What I felt like is, God, I've made mistakes in this way and I want to sacrifice something that I don't feel a hard, like you should never do, but I want to do that to show honor to you as like, hey, I value this yeah. and I realize, and I want you to bless my marriage yeah. and I want you to bless our, our our intimacy and our love. And so God, we're going to intentionally like do this. And that's like not even a peck on the lips, like not like, oh, don't make out and go to it. Like, no, just yeah. like we're not, we're going to give all of that up as a way to just show honor and say, God, like we really want to, we've not, we've messed up in this way. So we're going to go on this side to like ask you to really bless this. And I really believe God sees those moments. Mm-hmm. And so if you're in a spot where you feel like you've done all this stuff and you've messed up, turn that shame into something that becomes now a sacrifice for God. Like, hey, God, like, I've really messed up in these ways, but I'm going to be so intentional with this from here on and ask you to bless it. And God, honor those things. Mm -hmm. Like, when he sees that you're willing to be obedient to him and to sacrifice things that maybe aren't, for some of you, it's like, oh, man, I'm not going to do these certain things or kiss anybody or maybe I've I've kissed people, I've had sex with, I've done whatever, but, like, from this point on, I'm going to say, God, I commit myself to you in a new way. God honors those things. And so I think the enemy would try to get you, no matter what you've done, whether it's you messed up in a relationship dating-wise, like you feel like you just didn't steward the relationship well, whether it's your purity, whatever, the enemy would just get you again to go back to the idea to be self, selfish and stuck in shame. Gosh, I'm so horrible. I can never blah, 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 blah. And rather than just saying, God, you know what? I'm going to start from today. I, I've said this quote all the time. I don't know where I heard it, but it says uh, the best day, if you're looking for shade, the best day to plant a tree was 20 years ago. <laughs> the second best day is today. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like, and that's, it's just like, yeah, like there's some reality of that. I'm like, yeah, dog, like if you were looking to like, the best time to not have done that was when was you was when about to do it. it. Yeah, like, yeah. And that's just the reality. <laughs> but the second best day is today. Like, mm. and you can do it today. And from this yeah. point on, you can build something that's beautiful and it's you can look back and be like, oh man, I, I've done it. Like, And like, I promise you, bro, it will help your riz. Like, yeah. girls actually <laughs> like that. Like, when you're not like every other guy. No, absolutely. Absolutely, Like Like you were saying, like yeah. was, that's what you saw in him. Yeah. And he wasn't 100%. even trying to show that to you. But yeah, yeah. that's what made you really be like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's a one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's beautiful. Incredible. Last question before we wrap up. Yep. No Secrets Podcast. 
<laughs> what is that? Tell us about that. No, that's y'all's podcast, right? It yeah, is. It is. <laughs> that's so funny that that's like a thing. Let uh, me tell you the story of how that, and then we need to get my man Elijah to the hospital ASAP. Dude, ASAP. <laughs> Dude's got no, bronchitis no, no, for months, bro. Get him some vitamin C. But, um, no, so literally, it's so funny that, like, that's even a thing. So we we were literally sitting at the kitchen table. Okay, let me tell you routine. Our kids, we have four kids. They're all beautiful and wild. Go to sleep at 7 o'clock. They all go to bed at 7. Um, and every single night, we usually made a pot of tea, and we sit down, and we just talk uh, and either watch a show. Or what type li- of tea are we talking? Uh, organic Tulsi tea. Organic Tulsi tea. Wow. Rose Sometimes tea. Rose. Uh, and so just literally make a hot pot of water, make some tea, either play cards, sit and talk, or watch a show. That's just like our routine every single night. And um, and for you know Tomorrow. everybody, everybody, not everybody, a lot of different people have started podcasts and stuff. We have friends that have done it. And I was like, oh, man, that's cool. And we'd always like thought, like, that'd be fun to do. We're sitting at the kitchen table, literally, like, at the dinner table at, like, 5 o'clock, maybe 4 o'clock. Like, we're sitting down, like, with the kids. And I was like, man, we really should start a podcast, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and I was like, I know, that'd be so fun. And I was like, let's do it. She's like, okay, let's do it. I get on Best Buy, like, <laughs> dot com. I bu- dot do an online order, like, for microphones. I put Arlo in the car. We go pick up the microphones. We come back, cook dinner, put the kids in bed. I plug the, the microphones into my computer, hit record. No, I text my friend before before dinner. Hey, have this idea for a podcast. I mean, Abby were talking. It was like, what should we call it? And then a friend was like, yo, y'all should call it No Secrets. I text him the name, tell him, hey, can you make a graphic? No Secrets. I have this idea for a little heart, blah, blah, blah. Can you make the graphic for me? He's like, yes. We put the kids in bed. We record our first podcast. It went live that night at 11 p.m. Like, what? That, it was like we did. So it, I think was, it was like actually 2 a.m. Because I had fallen asleep after we recorded it. And then I woke up. I was like 2 in the morning. <laughs> like, I like look over. And he's like, the podcast I is I hold up. my phone up <laughs> like, at Spotify. What? And it's like, No Secrets. And I'm like, look. I literally, the intro is like the best. Our daughter, yeah, she's like, so she cute. says, welcome to the podcast. It's so <laughs> podcast. It's the podcast. So yeah, my little brother like made this intro thing. Like it literally all happened within like six hours. Yeah. Like, oh my and, gosh. Uh, and it crazy. literally is super, we've, I think we've done like three or four episodes, but it, it, it really is just us. One thing that's super awesome that we love about it is uh, in ministry, in life, with kids, responsibility, mm-hmm. um, it's uh, a lot of stuff has a lot of weight on it. And it's good. It's a part of like what God's called us to do. Um, but also with that, sometimes just having stuff where everything matters, it just kind of feels like, ah, gosh, like yeah. this is just a lot. And so having something that's just kind of an outlet that's like, this is just kind of goofy. And like we literally just hit record and we just start, we don't even know what we're talking about. Literally. It's just like, <laughs> welcome. Like, and we're just talking and it's just us. And I think it's cool because like we're super goofy in the sense of when we're talking to each other and it's really it's, it's really, we have no intention other than just like, we're just going to talk. And like, it's more so like hobby and enjoyment for us. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, so we did it. We actually love it. It's yeah. like so fun. Um, very honestly, we just went through a really hard season the last like three months. Mm-hmm. Uh, lost some family members. We both had some health stuff. I had some health stuff that happened. Um, we had our fourth child. And so there's just kind of a lot of things around that that kind of made it like, ah, we kind of need to take a break. We like joked about it. I was like, if I would have been recording the podcast the last three months, all I would have been doing is crying. Yeah, like it's just a <laughs> lot has been happening. Been going through and it. So <laughs> we definitely want to like talk through and navigate those mm-hmm. things. But I think it's important. Uh, to just know when it's like when where you are in a season, yeah. and so yeah. we we love it and definitely want to do do more of yeah. them. Um, season two coming soon. Season two, <laughs> two coming yeah, season soon. Two. And by season two, we mean we just stopped. We'll three episodes start again. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. So, anyways, that's yeah, amazing. That's amazing. 
Well, thank you guys so much yeah, for coming. Thank you. We so really much. appreciate it. Like for real, yeah. even just for people watching, like mm-hmm. you guys coming down in a week where you got a hundred mile race <laughs> coming up the weekend, you're preaching every Sunday at your church <laughs> and to take cool. some time away Absolutely. from your kids for the first time from yeah, your, yeah, your no, newest born youngest, yeah. um, to come and deposit in us, like mm-hmm. to be on the lookout for the yeah. development on demand that we're going to post on YouTube. Oh, yeah. But, um, he spoke yesterday because literally like, bro, it, I think it shifted our staff like yeah, yeah. to a whole new season that he's calling us into. Shout and out to DOD. We're posting that on, if you're like a member of the channel, yes. I yeah, think. Yeah. So, yeah. I think it's going to be like a members only thing that we're going to do. Um, but yeah, thank you guys so much. Of Seriously. Course. Like this has been incredible. Yeah. And just the fact that you'd be obedient, take some time out of y'all's busy yeah, yeah. lives and kids and church and yeah. everything <laughs> going on to come pour into us. It means the world. Thank People you. are the real deal, man. The real <laughs> so deal. Thank for you real. so much, so. man. I, I, wanna, I do want to say this. Uh, this is so important. Like, and, yeah. I, and I don't, I don't say that in any like, I don't, <laughs> I don't. From talking to Abby, don't play games to anything. I don't, I don't say anything that I don't mean just because mm. it's dumb. Mm. And there's enough YouTube channels you could go find people saying dumb stuff. Uh, I, I, I genuinely things like this that are super important, that are super needed, yeah. and I just, I want y'all to know, like. This is important not because you have sitting here, but it's because y'all are sitting there. Like it, it, having these, it, the the people and the guests and stuff are not the significant part. It's y'all's dedication mm-hmm. to like, yo, we're gonna do this and we're gonna be consistent with it and we're gonna share. And both of y'all have so much wisdom and mm-hmm. and uh, thoughts that God has given. And there are in the same way that I'm up there wearing pink jumpsuits for certain people. Uh, there are people that need to hear y'all talk, not me talk. And so I just, I want to encourage y'all to say that. Like, this is super important. And for everybody on team, like, the it's just really, really, really important. And I think I know for a fact there was not stuff like this. Like, going to watch a podcast of people that were my age or dope that were normal, that weren't, like, weird or trying to sell me on some yeah. lame version of Jesus. Like, <laughs> it just, it, it was not a thing. Yeah. And I think, like, being able to, in the same way that I said, like, from Virgil giving permission to me trying to do that. I think even this podcast, like, is that for people? Well, and now having kids, like, it makes it so real. It's like, it gives you so much hope. Like, oh my gosh, like, there's going to be dope stuff that, like, my kids can, like, fall in love with Jesus. And, like, it's really cool. Yeah, showing people that, like, there's so many different ways and expressions to follow God and and have conversation about real stuff and not be weird, not be lame, not be whatever, but still have, like, access to a real relationship with him. It's just so, 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 so important. And so, yeah, it, it's been awesome being here. And I think I, I'm leaving just, like, super hopeful. Like, yeah, for this sure. Is dope. Like, I, I, I choose to believe people always, like, I don't know, I just feel like certain people are so, like, oh, it's just the world's horrible and everybody's <laughs> bad. And it's just like, bro, if that's how you see the world, that sounds like a horrible way to live. But, exactly. like, there's so much light. There's so much beauty. There's so much to be grateful for. And God is way stronger than the dark stuff you're worried about. Like, Mm -hmm. and I just think we give so much credit to culture and darkness and what the devil's doing. And it's like, why am I so concerned with what the devil's doing? Like, why are we so worried about, like, let's talk about what God's doing. Let's talk about, like, there's people that are living this out that, like, really do care and are going to make a difference. And let's invest there. And so I think this is one of those spaces where, yeah, it's doing that. So. Seriously, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah. that means the Absolutely. world, bro. For real. Absolutely. We now, if you could just lay your hands on Elijah for us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the bronchitis, bro. In the name of the Jesus. Name of bronchitis, keep Cast out this demon. <laughs> That's awesome. great. I feel good. Feel good? Cool, yeah. yeah, I feel good. Beautiful. Feel good. Let's yeah. go. Great. That's it. W- thank out. you, guys. <laughs> I was in the six, so I had to do the damn. Huh.